Hey guys, you're listening to Don't Alert the Stands. Just to let you know, there's a trigger warning for this episode as we talk about sexual assault. Uh, as you'll see in the description, there's some placeholder timings for you to skip the B2K section where we talk about sexual assault. If you're struggling with sexual violence or sexual assault, there will be links in the bio for your head top. Brilliant. Cool. Someone criticized Beyonce. Someone. Oh, no. Someone did. Someone famous. <laughs> and then, oh, I don't even think it was, but then I think Beyonce herself said, calm down, Beehive. And they're like, shut up, bitch. We got this. <laughs> I can't remember what happened. And oh, I mean, yeah. Even something even happened. Even, <laughs> so even so even her like own stand. So wait, so, so can we just deep that, please? So, Hello guys and welcome to another episode of Don't Alert The Stands. You are here today with your hosts Eads McKenzie and Nick Terrell and Chopin. And we have a special guest today by the name of Han. Hi. Hi Han. Um, did you want to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm just a culture writer. You can probably see myself on Twitter and Medium. So it's Hanxine, H-A-N-Z-I-N-E. Okay, brilliant. Um, and we've for a while, obviously we're called Don't Alert The Stands and we've wanted to talk about um, stand culture for a while. Um, and Han recently wrote an article, well, on Jan January 27th, sorry, um, called Why the Normalization of Stand Culture is Unhealthy, um, which is about her experience dealing with stands and kind of um, the archetypal effect that happens when you go against someone's fave on the internet. Um, but yeah, we'll talk, we'll get into that later on during the episode, but for now we'll go into the music suggestion section. So Shope, do your thing. Um, yes. So as always, we're all going to discuss, including Han, yeah. what we've all been listening to for the last week. I will keep mine very short. Um, I'm just going to say what they are and what my favorite songs from them were. So firstly, Mr. Dave, um, the man of the number one album in the country, um, psychodrama um, really 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 enjoyed his project and my favorite songs on that are Stratum Disaster that like even today I've played like five times already today you played uh, Disaster five times that today already the uh, Jay Hudson yeah yeah like today I've played like five times um, Screwface Capital and Leslie and I really would like to see her perform that live somewhere that was just essentially an extended spoken word performance that was a really 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 good song you talking about leslie oh okay yeah. secondly um little sims great area um and i just feel that where her last projects have always had good song solid song i just kind of felt like they lacked uniform cohesion i just kind of felt that it was more great bars over making great songs if that makes sense yeah and but I just feel like she's now slowly starting to find her artistic identity and how she can kind of pair her her obvious skill which she has in droves but with actually making a good body of work. Mm. So um, no, I loved her album, and um, my favorite okay. songs are Boss, Wounds, Selfish, and Sherbet Sunset. And finally, we have Recode Nasty. 
with her mixtape Nasty. So I've been seeing her on my Twitter for a good couple of months now, especially because of Nick. Um, who is a stan Rico Nasty <laughs> You can be interested In not being a stan <laughs> So um, Yeah So I finally This last week I finally checked her out So for a while I'd been I'd loved Counting Up And Key Lime OG But I checked out The Nasty mixtape This week And she's just She's just fire man Like she's Like I get it Like I'm convinced I'm, Like I didn't have Any issue with her Before I just didn't know But I'd seen her name wrong But like I get it She's She's flames Like I love her delivery I love her voice I love the way she can manipulate Her, her flow And dexterity Of different types of beats And talented produ- productions and She just kind of has The vim and energy Of a battle rapper And I like how she kind of Mixes rap Trap Metal Punk She's just She's dope And I love her videos too So My favourite songs from that Were Bitch I'm Nasty Counting Up That's <laughs> Did you like um, Tierra and T- Tamira? Is that what it's called? I don't like that song. That's featuring... Um, Doja Cat. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. I don't like the song. I, I, l- I love the video. It wasn't for me. I, I couldn't get with it. Uh, I love the video. The, song. the beat. Like, oh, the, the production, beat. I couldn't. It really? It just didn't work for me. The thing I, is, I fucked with the production, not the lyrics. Like, it was just kind of like, what are you trying to do here? I just but, don't yeah. fuck with the song in general. It's <laughs> 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 a Doja Cat. But I love it. Yeah, the, and her problems. <laughs> I swear, but yeah. yeah. Oh, she, she had some issues this week that I can't say on the air. Um, <laughs> um, that's getting into my professional life. Um, yeah, so no, I love the vi- I love the video and I love the references to Sister Sister. Like they actually referenced a few of my favorite episodes from that show in that video. But no, I don't fuck with the song. But Doja Cat is talented. Rico Nasty is great. But yeah, my favorite songs on this mixtape were "Bitch I'm Nasty," "Counting Up," "Rage," which is probably my favorite. And pressing me, and special shout out to Keila Moji and Rojo from her Sugar Tribe mixtape. So that's me, Nick. Eden, can you go first, please? Yeah, yeah, sure. All right, so for me, let me just pull up my list real quick. So I went back in time, I listened to um, T Pain's recent album, One Up. So that was fairly interesting. He's still got it, in my opinion. Um, I really enjoy T Pain's music. Uh, he's one of the people that know how to utilize uh, autotune properly and I found that with this album he tried to kind of go back to his roots with kind of the melody um, over the kind of fast rapping he's done recently so I really appreciate this project in terms of songs on there I would suggest I would say rest in peace to the parking lot just for the um, production uh, the one with Russ well, not Russ sorry yeah Russ sorry here it comes feet Russ um, I'm actually one of the few people that actually like Russ's music but um, yeah, so listen to that and All I Want. So that's like a romance song. He's talking about all he wants is his like partner, which is like really nice. And yeah, so that was T-Pain. I would suggest go listen to that if you like T-Pain's old music and let us know what you think at That's Pod. Next, we've got... Uh, who did I... Sorry. Sorry. Oh, gosh. Next, we've got Santi. So Santi made a song called Rapid Fire, which kind of blew up Um, and he's slowly growing. He has like a lot of, I want to say like dancehall kind of vibes to his music, but like with a London touch to it. 
So listen to Rapid Fire, you'll kind of get what I mean. Um, I listened to his project, Susie's Funeral, but then I kind of deviated and just listened to his most popular songs. So he's got a song with Aduncy the Engine called Gangster Fear, which is really good. Um, And also a song called Sparky. So if you want to kind of get into him, listen to Rapid Fire, Sparky and Gangster Fear and then give his project Susie's Funeral a go. But that was released in 2016. He's kind of evolved since then. Um, And then lastly, uh, let me just check who I had. Uh, Oh, um, JJ. So Jesse, I've forgotten his name now that he's changed it. He goes by JJ, but he used to be called Jesse Solomon. Is it Jesse? Yeah, Jesse James Solomon, sorry. Um, And the project is called Strata. So for me, Strata was a great project. Um, Features a lot of unknown artists, but overall it has kind of like a... The bass is just very powerful in nearly every single song on this. My favorite song is actually very short. It's called Never Knew Me, which is quite poetic. Um, He talks about um, where he grew up. He talks about his identity and how he identifies and stuff like that. And as a project, I just find it's very wholesome. Um, And it goes back to that kind of, not lo-fi, but he's a different type of UK rapper. He would be kind of in the group of like Loyal Kana and people like that. And as a lyricist, he's amazing. He's been around for ages. He used to be on SoundCloud quite a lot. And I think he's finally like taking music very seriously. Um, And I think he doesn't like social media because I was searching for his social media and he only follows like one person. He has like 400 followers, but he is fairly well known among the UK rap scene. So check out, he goes by JJ now and the EP is called Strata. And that is me, Nick, do your thing. Cool. I think so, you mentioned this before. Yeah, I have. Yeah, that's what I was thinking in first the artwork because I remember looking it up when we did it first season. But um, yeah. yeah. So I've got one artist this this time round. Um, so in the last week I was listening to Diplo and Foreign Sounds. I stayed in that pocket this week and um, went back to Bad Bunny's album. So his debut album. So if you don't know who this is, you should. He was on Cardi B's single, I Like It, last year with Jay Blavin or Balvin. And he's doing incredible things in the Latin American market. And he's crossed over successfully into the American market now and regularly charts on Billboard and has a co-sign from Drake. Obviously, Drake dips his hands into everything that's popping culturally. So... Um, yeah, so I listened to his album. I was just looking at the definitions, which is why I gave Eden the chance to go first. And the album is called Times 100 Prayer, which is an acronym for Port Sempre in Spanish, which means forever. Um, and it is a, an expression of his breakup. It's an expression of the Latin American culture from where he's from, Puerto Rico. And it has amazing sonic um distributions across the album the latin trap the hip-hop the reggaeton i think um bad bunny is going to be here for a while he has over you know 13 million followers on instagram he's huge right now he is the latin trap king right now um in terms of what he's doing so um i love that he collaborated with diplo on this album for um 200 miles per hour and diplo just again proves that he's such a diverse producer on this record it's one of the first um songs on the album and Diplo regularly co-signs him and plays the song on his IG as well. Uh, Bad Bunny's currently on tour as well and he lights the intro with this song. So it's really great to see him and his production on tour looks absolutely phenomenal um, with what he's doing with songs like this. 
The next song is, um, I'm going to murder this because I'm not Spanish, but I'm um, Sir Bichot. And it means, it's kind of what you refer to as drug dealers, the drug culture. And he goes into depth of how like he's has dreams about wanting to be a hustler and like a drug dealer and all that kind of stuff. And how he had to kind of um, sacrifice that for like the music career and what he wanted to actually do. And he, he realized it's glorified. So he, it's kind of his transition there and how his mum helped him to kind of get back on track. Is this guy white? Um, I think so, white, white, white Latino, white Hispanic, yeah. Okay. Um, and then the song that I really like is Cuando Perialbas because of the transitions in there. So he goes, he mixes between Latin trap, his usual pocket, but then he mixes it with reggaeton and there's a really interesting um, breakdown production-wise mid, mid of the song. So yeah, I'm just really feeling the album. I'm really feeling what he's doing for the Latin American culture. And I really like that he's paying homage to multiple genres as well. So including that whole arena of what's bubbling under the surface on the Latin charts. So I'd really recommend this album. Sonically, it's great. Um, lyrically, obviously you won't understand if you're not Spanish, but um, it's it's definitely a great album just to vibe to and kind of listen to. So yeah, that's my one suggestion of the week. Can I just understand the storyline of that guy you were speaking about before? So he wanted to be a drug dealer and then he decided not so to. So you know how like you glorify the streets and stuff if you come from poverty and stuff like that. And then he kind of, so he glorified that culture and all of that. Then his mom wanted him to be like an engineer or like something more professional. So it was just taking you through his like teenage years and how he transitioned from the unserious mindset to the uh, okay, okay 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 but yeah cool typical kind of cultures stuff that's going on in latin america right now especially brazil um so i think it's quite culturally relevant as well some of the topics because i did take the time to like actually look at what i'm listening mm. to in the lyrics because he could have been saying the n-word is vanished you know? <laughs> so you know so i was just like um, let's just see what he's doing here but I, re I really am a fan of him like i'm really watching him and i really want him to be the kind of uh, open the doors in this generation for latin american latin trap artists to come through because it's been bubbling for years now so okay yeah i, I like that cardi b opened the door and then you know he's he's coming through now and you mm. know jay balvin and all the other latin american stars of yesteryear and today as well yeah they were they were kind of bubbling up before that as well as well yeah, yeah even before cardi b had, yeah. like latin america he had like top tens on independent labels before yeah. she hit the coastline that's why she kind of was interested because she's like oh this is so interesting i want to hop on this and like mm. play cultural homage to it so yeah han uh, this is not necessarily music, but it's a Tierra of Whack album, Whack World. Oof, so she had a visual, here. like 15 minute uh, video on YouTube. And it's basically just a one shot for every song. Because mm -hmm. when she recorded it, each song is a minute long. But it's yeah. 15. So the entire track is 15 minutes. Okay. So it's like a quick, easy listen. But like her visuals are really insane. Like I would compare them maybe to like Missy. I think the 90s. Yeah, yeah, she gets a lot of that so comparison. It's before. really just really creative. Like as somebody who like studies film, the way the effort she put in, hmm. and like there's like little, um, I guess like information drops on like each video that are connected. And it's just I really just admire like her visuals. Yeah, they just flow so well together. And, like you don't realize until you hear the song shift. That's a completely like different music video. 15 music videos in one video. Yeah, yeah. So I would like highly recommend seeing it. It's really short. It's uh, she's a really great rapper, mm. in my opinion. She's like, dope. She's yeah. like, she's dope. like we have a lot of like new female rappers coming up. So Megan Thee Stallion, mm -hmm. Nasty, Kerouac, mm -hmm. uh, Carrie Four. There are like, loads coming up. So many. So like I would like pay attention to her because I feel like she's going to be really big in yeah. the next few years. She's gonna she's gonna last. In, in my she's opinion, I, I think that Cherry Wax the one. I'm not even gonna lie. Like in terms of like new school rappers, I. 
think she's going to be massive, mm. like oh, yeah. huge. I think she's going to be the Missy of her. I don't want even want to call it too early, but I think she's going to be that one yeah. that stays and has that original kind of vein of things, yeah. what she's doing. So She's just yeah. really original because even you were saying last episode um, in the new song that she released um, where she uses ad-lib. Yeah. It's like an ad-lib. Yeah, she's trolling me, guys. Yeah, like, I like, love it. Like She's, she's really... just like, I ain't afraid, man, woman, yeah. I'm coming for you. Yeah, and this is the game. You I, th- know? I think she's the future. And also, yeah. uh, Azealia Banks dragged her, so you can tell that she's really good. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> Azealia, Azealia Banks, Azealia you know. Why like, did Azealia Banks drag her? Because Azealia was being Azealia. She called Megan Thee Stallion ugly. Yep. Wait, Which is definitely she a lie. <laughs> Azealia is a hater out here right now. Megan Thee Stallion looks Nordic and she's too tall. Yep. And she said Asian Doe is prettier than her. It's like Asian Doe and Megan are friends. So I don't yeah, know. I know. Like, why are you trying to start that in? It's Rico and Asia that have the problem. Every time she gets kicked off Twitter, she makes a new account. Yeah, she does. Wait, so GPXO doesn't exist anymore? It does in it new does iterations in, like in a different iteration. But yeah, she was basically saying Tish also dragged no name. She said she doesn't listen to no name. Yeah. Because white hips is like her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's no Azalea's like really got some mental health, I think, and she's got like some stuff. What did going no name on. do to you? No, nah, it's time. It's just she's she's literally, literally, no, it's, it's, it's literally just time to let go of Azila Banks. She literally now, just it's like, time to she just let her go. goes at any I think she's just jealous of what she's she doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, she's still got fans, great, and she can talk. Why? I don't get why. She was basically just like Tierra Wack has like cute visuals, but she can't rap and I'm just like oh she can Pardon? why are you listening to this on mute um, because are you dumb play clones right now talented she's dope though yeah. you know and I didn't even expect you know even though I've had my thoughts on the Grammys and stuff I didn't expect that in one year to get a Grammy nom mm. like what I mean, that's like, crazy the first time I heard of her was like on SoundCloud in like 2017 yeah yeah yeah, yeah, child, yeah. Please. yes and I yes this, I was just yeah, like yeah, yeah. this song is incredible like, I have her, all her old shit and I was like this girl's not even gonna blow up it's such a shame so talented yeah, like then the next year I was like Shit, towards the world's so crazy attention. I think her and Rico, like I love Megan, but her and Rico specifically have such a specific like, vision Pocket. of what they mm. want for their music. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they're not trying to look like anybody else. I'm yes. not saying Megan is also, but she sort of is like a broad sort of rapper. So anybody can like Megan. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a very specific taste for Rico and Definitely, uh, they're polarizing. No, I yeah. agree. I like, I do like Megan too, but you can kind of see the kind of lane she fits in. You can kind of see the kind of rappers she's been birthed from. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah. I, and that's why when I, re- when I listen to um, Rico, I can't, I can't really compare to anyone, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, and not even just in terms of the sound of her music, but even just like her actual rapping her skill. Well. Honestly, yeah. 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 Like even Rico, when Rico and Azalea were right next to each other at Fashion Week, you know, so, you know, there's a fashion element there as well with Rico. I feel like there's so many, as you said, female mm-hmm. rappers to look for right now. Like there's Malibu Mitch with the deeper tones and stuff mm-hmm. like that as well. There's so much to choose from. Like the pocket is open. All and the in dolls, the UK. you know, Asian doll, cash doll, all this kind of stuff <laughs> as well. Doll. So, Cuban doll. There's one called Mulatto. <laughs> I know, listen, I know, I know he was, I know about Mulatto as well. Oh, Wait, loves, let's oh, include the joke. UK girls as well because there is a scene. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, like of course. It's coming bands. up slowly. Little Sims. Little Sims, Little Sims at, has been around for a while though. Yeah. yeah. No, but I mean her popularity is starting to soar in the UK. Same yeah. with, um, what's her name? Miss Banks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Lady Leisha, I want to say she's covered like Steph London. Lady Leisha's peaked. Steph London has peaked. Oh I'm sorry. I saw a tweet saying that Lady Leisha makes music for like 40 and white girls. Who? I, Lady Leisha. I've she never liked her. I'm sorry. She makes girls. music for like. 13 to 16 year olds yeah in my opinion you know? <laughs> I think she's good personally I think no she is she's, she's she great is. she's got she's got but bars like she, we all she know she's got bars but she do I, kn- do she I know that mm-hmm. do I know if she has bars I don't know <laughs> I don't know that well I know I think, she has no, bars no I think she knows what she's then doing then say she's that she knows that lane's gonna make her money so 
I mean, Pardon? it's going to be successful for her if you stick in a certain lane. Who? Lady Leisha? Yeah, in British it, it hasn't been successful for Ooh. years. What do you for mean? a while. Like, she's, she ain't get, she's, she's not a big star. She ain't getting coin like that. I mean, I mean, change, Eden, change, Eden, no, it's change, quiet. change your idea. <laughs> Eden, Eden, it's quiet. Wait, change, like, your, idea. You. Wait, change your idea of success quiet. because no, on YouTube, she's been doing quite well. Okay. Okay, but so YouTube people, views, do they translate to coin? Because YouTubers are telling me this is how much these views it, equal. No, and so it does translate to coin. And people are doing well on YouTube. It's advertising. Advertising, but the coin on YouTube is not big right now. Like for I mean, her kind of views, like it's not. And in big. terms of actual mobility for her music career, yeah, where's yeah. it taking? It's, tra- it's not. I haven't seen a body yeah, of so work that's Miss really Miss Banks the Brit Awards, her. Lady Assured, no. Has she released a project recently though? No, I don't pay attention. To that. She releases she her Queen Speech star, and so now she's sort of stuck. Mm. Like she doesn't know if she can go this way or that way because if she changes completely, people her are going to be like, "What?" Gone because they're not. They don't want her. And and there is obviously different um, metrics of success mm-hmm. for sure for all types of artists, musicians. So even going back to someone like, so even like someone like No Name, she's mm-hmm. not like topping the charts anywhere or anything like that. But critically acclaimed, she tours regularly, mm-hmm. she's at festivals regularly, mm-hmm. she's being featured on loads of people's projects mm-hmm. very regularly. She's clearly got a great scene behind her. She's like her career. I can see. Trajectory, yeah. yeah. Lady is quiet mm-hmm. and, and well is, deserved. I don't really care for you anyway. The thing is, watch her things in year eight and watch her things now. She's still doing the same kind of freestyle stuff, so I don't mm-hmm. see any progression there. Like, do you know what I mean? So she has a pocket and stuff, but is it mo- is is she able to monetize as much? One thing I will say is that she went to Australia last year and toured, so she can get touring coin. There's mm-hmm. touring coin there, but was it a tour or one show? There's a difference. No, it was tour. Multiple cities in Australia. Like she flew flights and shit like she was in australia for a good month she actually wants to move lady leisha sells like she actually sells tickets so do loads of people <laughs> okay cool yeah anyway there's Anyone a female rapper movie jazz cafe is she performing at jazz cafe though I don't know, but a, lo- a lot of people can sell at the Jazz Cafe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or Oslo Hackney. It's a lot of people can do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll revisit this conversation in a year's time. Yeah, we can. We well, can you don't see. think Lady Leisha will be around in a year's time? You think so? No, she'll be around. She'll be around. Yeah, she's always but been around. Will there be um, further um, mobility in her career? No, she's peaked. Okay, we'll see in a year's time. We'll revisit this. Cool. I think Miss Bank is on her way to doing something. Even Stefan Don, even though I don't really care for you either, mm-hmm. I do feel that her team is putting much too, too much effort in her to not do something. The thing is with me, I see a similar team movement to Aria Aura. So I see all these looks and all these kind of big things and stuff, but I'm like, where is the solid material? No, but, but the it? thing is, Rita's ma- material isn't solid, but she sells and charts. So No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. But, but in terms of Steph, I want to hear the material match up because I know, again, she has buzz. That's the thing. And that's, and it's just like, come on, connect Some songs on that mix of people I work did slap. Some songs on that recent, I didn't, I don't, I can't name it. I don't, <laughs> you don't pay that much no, attention. I don't care that much about uh-huh. it. But um, there were a few songs I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. For a good week or two, I was playing it mm-hmm. and then I moved on something else. But Lady Lisha is quiet. Mm-hmm. And with Miss Banks, <laughs> the same thing I've said this before. I love her pen. She can flow all the bars as well. I just need better production on it. That's all I and need. And even that too. And melodies. Even That's that too, because I'm not the like the biggest supporter of her either, but. I, I'm interested to see her growth. I'm open mm. to give her a chance. I want her to win in the UK. She's one of the ones I want to win. Her and Little Sims are on my top of my list. I want to see them win, like prosper and stuff. They really yeah. got the lyrical pen to prosper. And Little Sims' recent album, it, that's it. Like you said, it's it's a really good body of work. So she did what she had to do. And most deaf 
like loves her as well mm. like um he, there was a video where he was with naomi campbell and like they were saying hello to little sims because they both love her mm. like kendrick, she, kendrick lamar loves she's got yeah. that industry love they love her yeah. in the industry yeah. cool so let's go in to the music section um it's been quite a bit of news this week, but quite a bit of continuation of some stuff. Um, but what I want to go into personally, as I promised it, is a um, little discussion about, yes, Jules. And I want to give, first of all, Scotty Beam, the biggest platform ever here, because we love Scotty Beam in the room, um, pers- what well, I do personally. Uh, and she's a brilliant supporter of black women been consistent 10 year long career in the music business hot 97 for like 10 years before she left to do revolt and state of the culture she knows what she's talking about she knows what she's influencing and she's a black woman that deserves all the opportunities in hip-hop and r&b she knows exactly what the game is she's got the experts she's got the connections all of that so for her name to be dragged through the mud along with karen civil but we'll get to karen civil in a bit we'll get to karen civil um (laughs) hey wanna um anyway um, yeah, with Yes Jewel, she was on um, a podcast this week and she decided to open her big mouth again. A murder mook, you will get this smoke too because you co signed it as a black man. Um, anyway, he um, she was on Easily Offended with uh, Murder Mook, he hosts it with It's Biscuit, don't even know who you are, and Movie <laughs> Matt as well, don't know who you are, some other racial person. Um, and anyway, was that a guy wearing the Gucci headband? No, he was the the nerd looking guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say race, but we could all assume what race Oh, was. okay, okay. Anyway, okay, okay. Um, yeah, Caucasian. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, great Caucasian man. Yeah. Anyway, um, so in the snippet, I did get to watch the full parts of where she was talking about both Scotty Beam and Karen Civil, but she proceeded to um, try and distance herself from the Karen Civil brand and um, the Scotty Bean brand and say what she does is different, what she does has more substance, allegedly. Um, and um, what she does is, uh, you know, different to their brands in a more superior way. But um, what I want to say, first of all, yes, Jules, what I want to say is there's a clear trajectory, there's a clear track record of you coming for black people, specifically black women from 2011, 2010 days on Twitter. There are screen grabs, you've apologized for it, so it proves that they are real screen grabs and we remember the controversies around all those instances. So um, yeah, you referred to black men being interested in your body parts and um, black women not not being, uh, I mean, being jealous, somewhat jealous of that. Um, I'm not going to body shame, but yeah, we'll, 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 we'll move on from that. Um, and she, yeah, she suggested that all Karen Civil does is go to um, sit downs, fashion sit downs. Um, Louis Vuitton, did she say? That's Louis Vuitton sit downs. And that's, that's all her brand kind of consists of. Even though we'll get to the intersections with Karen, but she has worked again in this game tirelessly. She's worked under Lil Wayne. She has again worked with Hot 97 as an intern. Um, and she has helped the careers of Nicki Minaj, Young Money, um, loads of people in the game um, as well. YG would credit her, Mac Miller, all of those acts you know people with actual credibility and longevity in the game not just cosigns for your little sit downs <laughs> yes yes Jules anyway yes Jules, um, yes, yes, Jules. <laughs> or no Jules should we say no Jules um, but I swear all jokes aside yes Jules actually has done some actual integral work and that's what I'm going to get yeah, to her work in Haiti where she sat I'm down I'm talking about Haiti I mean in hip hop like, oh in hip hop I swear cool. like with festivals and actually like artist she's actually done good work with artists didn't she sign 070 shaker they called 
Um, Isn't she signed to Kanye? Oh, I thought she was signed. She's always promoting her, so I thought they had some kind of relationship. Maybe there's a PR relationship. Oh, that might be it. Yeah, it might be PR, because she does this PR for, like, loads of people as well. Um, but what I wanted to kind of call out is that she loves to, when getting called out, go to her philanthropy or lack of. Um, so Karen Civil actually did drag her on Twitter and she called her out for her work in Haiti. Her friends, her camp stole Karen's phone. Um, and they proceeded... That's Chris Brown shit. And they proceeded... <laughs> <laughs> they proceeded to um, <laughs> they proceeded to sit there and not actually do the work which they were meant to do, which was help with schools and help with actual helping people who were um, victims of poverty out there as well, which is, um, I know, a cause dear to Karen Civil's heart. Despite what Karen's done, which we'll get to in two seconds, she has even tried to implement the Haiti Initiative into Hillary Clinton's campaign. So I know that she does, you know, try when it comes to her homeland and all that kind of stuff. Um why I'm not focusing on Karen Civil a lot in this is because of an incident that happened last mm. year. Uh, what was the incident? With Warner's World. Uh, so Warner's World was an intern at um, Karen Civil's imprint. Oh. Yeah, yeah, she was an intern ah, at Karen okay. Civil's imprint. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, and she, that was during her rise as, you know, a writer and stuff like that. And it was a really good look. She was really excited about it. I remember it, you know, all of that. Um, and it, it, was, it was seemingly going well for the first couple of weeks and then someone an editor from karen civil's camp uh proceeded to kind of slander wanna and kind of get drag her online for a tweet about Nicki minaj um which was, was harmless which was harmless yeah. i even responded to that tweet we were having a little laugh back and forth and then the next one and i wake up and she's getting death threats you know, her, DMs, she got her emails, daughter, everything. her daughter got threatened, p pictures got taken of her daughter, I'm going to kill your yeah. daughter, all of this kind of stuff. Karen Civil proceeded to not speak also, on the issue. Um, Nicki Minaj DM'd her. That's oh thing. yeah, personally Nicki DM'd Minaj her as well. Nicki Minaj personally DM'd her for basically saying you're reaching 40. All she said was like, your, your lyrics, music, your lyrics yeah. are not matching up with your age. Mm. Yeah. And then Nicki Minaj got angry. <laughs> Pushing 40. Yeah, you know? and then she DM'd her like this entire rant, just like saying, oh, I'm successful, you're not, da da da, -da. It's like, you're almost you're ugly old. she came for like, a look she said she you're ugly you don't like, you want to look like me if you're me. this successful and if you're this pretty da, 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 why are you resorting to like drag a random person mm. on twitter and i guess that what happened was is that that got back to karen and yes. she had to choose and i'm not saying this is right but she had to choose Nicki minaj or, or random one, intern yeah. i have and yeah. she chose Nicki minaj yeah which led to like everything that happened and she stood by by the editor like well Nicki posted her number yeah. all this kind of stuff like that so there was a lot of deliberate attacks that mm -hmm. going for black women so this is why i'm not and really then it was exposed that karen has been somewhat colluding with nikki's camp and not to post about a certain artist or to mm -hmm. make sure nikki's posting this amount of times a day we've been knew yeah. that the platform was doing that Wait, so, so some kind and of the thing is, is, it like, always, is it like I've, payola in a way we always knew I think that karen did pr for young money clients such as <clears throat> Nicki minaj and they have a very tight relationship but it was it was getting to the point where there was like slanderous articles about the likes of cardi b all this oh, kind of wow. stuff when and cardi was on the rise and, and payola's a payola's a radio no thing. i said is it is it similar to well i don't think she was get, getting paid but i think it was kind of like an exchange for um invites to particular events mm. or be in certain rooms be in mm. certain spaces oh, okay. mm. that kind of thing she so for that, chose a side exactly yeah. so for that Karen Civil was trash yeah um, we yes, always know she aligns with nikki yes jules um you're trash too i don't know who you are i actually didn't know who you were i well 
I've I still like, don't really know who you are or what you do, so that's why Nick is taking the lead on this. I don't really care. Um, she hosts events. That's basically what. Yeah, like, you know, and that's good for her. And let's let's say that she also referred to herself as like uh, in the recent rap last month or January um, as a culture vulture. She actually explicitly said this in her little freestyle. Oh, Soldier boy, sold, uh, allegedly one of her jack of all trades, <laughs> master of none scheme. Anyway, um, yeah, Soldier Boy was in the room um, and he co-signed it. He was laughing because he was trying to film. filming, like, or yeah, as everyone who's co-signs her yeah. trying to do. Um, yeah, trash. As long yeah. as I've been on the internet, I've heard about Yes Jules like literally, literally so, like, every controversy. 2013, like it's been that really. Long. Should I say that? Should I wear this top that says oh, Nigga yeah. on my top to yeah. one of the festivals she, and in basically Canada? People were just like, "Yo, what the hell is this?" And she was just like, "Oh, it's just, you know, it's just it's just a yeah. joke." So, Said like, the M word on Snapchat. Just, like, you clearly are doing this to piss people off. And the thing mm. is, like, there are black men who would defend her no matter what. Yeah. So like she knows her camp which is mm. why on that sit down there are two black men there mm-hmm. one white man because if you had a black woman there it's less likely she and murder mook one of those black men said yeah she can say the edward she's got the cultural the points the to do that in it the white guy <laughs> checked it and there's one more thing i want to mention because this is this is proving her agency in this and her accountability because on the grapevine you know there was a journalist the likes of i've mentioned her so many times but the likes of evie annie have critiqued her and stuff mm-hmm. and um she's deliberately yes Jules this is tried to block bags of black women has specifically gone yeah, to I publications and tried to block bags of people who are critiquing her so she's trying to silence black women's voices and all well. sorts caught Kim that's it as well um, and yeah there's just a lineage here and you know people this is why the culture and I hate that term the culture but hip hop culture let's just say cultures relating to black people this is why you have to we have to be so vigilant and mm-hmm. careful with who gets in because once you give too many people power and they already assess access power from society anyway the kind Mm -hmm. of points in the totem pole they have access to remove us and erase the culture Mm -hmm. and this is what yes jules is doing i don't care what she does the 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 fact is she's not purporting black people up Mm -hmm. you're a part of a black majority culture group here don't step on people's toes and don't ignore criticism. People aren't coming for you just because you've got a fat ass. No one gives a fuck about that. There's plenty of women. Well, a lot of people do that's why she's here. No, as in give a fuck, as in that's why they're critiquing her. They, she you, the love that the reason they're critiquing her is because they're jealous of her body and her looks and etc. When in reality, it's her relationship to the black community. Because if you're, her ignorance. If you're going to Haiti and you're taking pics like, oh, I looked up to these uh, black children who are really poor yeah. and they're not doing any work. It's like you don't really care. Yeah, about black mm. and taking a shot of this woman and this African woman saying, um, "Oh, this this inspired like this Instagram post just kind of making a mockery of it, kind of saying this enlightened me to do." It's just it like it's the very Stacey sick. Thing. It's sick. It's, it's like kind the Stacey of Dooley thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. The same parallels are there, and it's just like about you recognizing your privilege, recognizing your position, and just learning when to shut the fuck up and didn't we speak in the car about her claiming different racial yeah, groups she different claimed ethnicities to be Colombian, all this kind of stuff she claimed to be Puerto Rican but the thing is she's uh, not like there are white Colombians yeah 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 of course identity. of course but she's claimed to be brown in order to make herself racially ambiguous but she's just white with white white with white white and squared she's white squared like a drizzle of olive oil that's what you are <laughs> We love olive oil. Boy. I love a bit of olive oil. I can't oh, lie, man. but not not her. Brand Say that of one more time. <laughs> <laughs> He's like white with the drip of olive oil. I guess we can say mayo. Right? <laughs> 
Because she's Italian. Yeah, she's Italian. There we have it. The name of today's episode: A Drip of Olive Oil. Um, wow. Yeah. So Scott, this, yes, Jules. It's not about your body assets. It's not about your you being in the culture. It's about what you do in the culture, and you are. Actually but I ignorant. do kind of feel even if she didn't bother anyone, people would still come for her. If I'm, just because she's white, if I'm being honest, people would still do it. I mean, even if she didn't do anything, okay. they you have would. people like obviously six nine in the culture or little pump, and people do mm. come after them. As well. No, but but for good reason. That's yeah, no, 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 that's what I'm saying. I feel like even if they. Like, example, you have a Mac Miller. Like, like when he was in, people didn't really do the same thing because they knew what he was doing. They knew mm. that he cared. They knew he put the mm. uh, effort in. Are we saying that now that he's dead, though? Are we saying that but now even Mac Miller. Later, no, but even Mac Miller. I had friends like uh, I who like loved him, and they hate people like Yesterday, but they loved Mac Miller because they knew yeah. he was working. For a long time, I wasn't even a fan of his, and I understood like he generally cares about. Yeah, the but then you have someone like Yes Jules who clearly doesn't. If she cared, I believe that less exactly. people would be angry with her. Because you're always going to have people that hate you no matter yeah. what. But like when you're being this blatantly anti-black, exactly, like, there's no way that people aren't going to come. And you. even this is another example. Even Peter Rosenberg, yeah, he's got the odd little criticism here and there. But mm-hmm. me personally, I don't give a fuck. He's paid. He's earned his stripes. He's a fan of hip hop. He knows his you position. Know he talks about stuff, and he he purports black people mm-hmm. like generally he knows his position those are the differences between the yestrels the clout chasing all of this kind of stuff and the peter peter rosenbergs and the yeah. Matt millers like you just said so yeah there's a clear distinction yeah she might have got criticism and all of that there, there's always going to be little criticism people there but i'm not i'm not what i'm not one that has a problem with white people as long as they know the culture they're in it's like me going to fucking you know a, a predominantly white country and just like usurp like usurping the culture if there was a power play that in which i could do that it's like me just going to italy and just you know jumping in acting like i'm authentic and all this kind of stuff and it's like that's your culture i'm here to respect it and learn mm. about it do you know what i mean but so the main issue is there's a lack of respect then is a lack saying. of knowledge a willful ignorance and a blocking of black women who critique her mm. mm-hmm. That's it for me. Mm. That's it for me. And just the woeful, yeah, the woeful comments and ignorance and stuff. It's not your body assets. Like, what? Is there a way that she can redeem herself? And the reason I say that is because I had this conversation with someone about um, cancel culture versus um, re- redeemable culture. So yeah. when someone does something wrong and then they're automatically the cancelled. Pardon me? The latter doesn't exist. What, redeemable culture? So you think once you're cancelled, you're cancelled? Yep. Okay, that's interesting. I don't know. But any, do you I think don't cancel culture that, exists? Yeah, I, I don't know anyone that cancel culture has actually worked on like, properly. Yeah. Even James Gunn, for example, he was uh, fired by Disney, the biggest example of cancel mm. culture, and he was just rehired yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> he, has two <laughs> he, now has, he now has two multi million dollar franchises directing and I, being cancelled. And I get that, but I think both of those terms are kind of precarious. Precari- you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Precarious. Yeah. Precarious. Say it for me. Precarious. There we go. Yeah. Thanks. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> anyway, um, go on. They're very much just kind of, they're feathery. Then They're not really, there's no, there's true, not anything there's like... no true weight to them. Mm. But there is this thing because there's just so much contradiction I see on Twitter, which is why I'm on my, my business. But people will be like, oh, we should allow, let people be allowed to change and we should allow growth. But then at the I same think- time, people do something. It's like, no, fuck them forever. And even if they apologize, it's like, no, fuck you still. Mm-hmm. No, but did that. I think it's because people forget that cancel culture is, quote unquote, isn't a group thing. It's an individual thing. 
So like what you may forgive is different to what I will forgive. Yeah. But because we do this Morals, group mentality group think on, that yeah. everybody has to agree, that's where the issue comes in. Yes. Because so I think both are bullshit. Cancel culture. And the lack of yeah. you like bullshit. attaining to your morals both and stuff. Like, bullshit. should I personally accept her apology if she changed? I would have to see like genuine change. And what yeah. type what type of actions would you like uh, not using black people as props, not blocking bags, yeah. black people, uplifting black women on your yes. platform, yes. making sure you support them. Yeah. So when you say not using black people as props, is that just not like- Not taking pictures with like random poor people. Exactly. Okay. Like, Cause I'm just thinking of in, she's obviously in a majority black culture. So yeah. she is going to be in pictures with a lot of black people. Mm-hmm. But are you talking about like when she I'm goes like to other countries? Thing, uh, okay, 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 okay. But like you can, I feel like to pretend that you can't see the difference between somebody who loves a culture, like like example, cultural appropriation versus like cultural appreciation. Appreciation, yeah. yes. So you can you can see the difference. It's you can very tell. clear. So like you can tell that she doesn't I guess appreciate the culture in the way that you should appreciate it. Mm-hmm. She sees it as a way to move up in life because mm. I genuinely believe like maybe twenty years time when she's like moved past this, she's a husband, da 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 she's gonna be like, Oh, what is black culture? Yeah. I don't know about yeah. even Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus, exactly. Because that's what happens usually with yeah. these white people is that they use this for a crutch to move up in the world and eventually they're just like, I don't need it anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for black people, that's their culture. That is what they mm. work with, never gonna get rid of it. And this is why I have to actually give props to Carly Hustle. I'm so sorry. She's been in the culture for years. She's like almost 40 years old right now, a mother, kids and stuff like that. She uplifts black women all the time. She calls out white people all the time. She has mm-hmm. private and public conversations. She is someone who actually cares about hip hop culture. She always uplifts artists. And I've only followed her for like a year and a half. But this girl works at Beats, lets people in, all of this kind of stuff. She's actually doing the work and she's not a clout chaser. She doesn't want the fame publicity. She's not in that game. Most people here probably don't know who Carly Hustle is and stuff like that. But she is an instrumental part of mm-hmm. hip hop culture mm-hmm. in the US. But she does it behind the seats. She doesn't give a shit about all of this stuff. She's always talking about um, how people get ahead of her in events and stuff. The younger crowd who who care about clout and stuff. She's waited for two hours to get into some of these PR events, even though she's earned her stripes and stuff like that. She doesn't give a fuck. There's a difference between a Carly Hustle and a Yes Jules. And Yes Jules, I don't even know why I'm having this conversation when she hasn't even tried to say sorry in a sincere way, to be honest Mm. with you. That's that's my like point. No, but it's, it's about sorry to no, interrupt it, you. It's the fact because she did that uh, freestyle. She dropped. What did she say? They're killing the blacks. Or something? Yeah, yeah, she said they're killing like, the blacks. I'm a culture vulture. She really tried to do a Black Lives Matter thing in the middle of that freestyle where people were calling her culture vulture. It's just like, are you not seeing what you're doing? And mm. it's like, uh, I don't know if you watched the Grapevine thing this about week. Her, yeah, I watched but it basically, this week. yeah. Do you remember when um, they're like, I think it was you, Chessie, who said. There are black women who are around her who are dependent on her. So they're telling her, oh, they hate you, da da da. And I feel like that is genuinely true. Like they, mm, she has people around fueling her it. But that you- are telling her they hate you, they do this, they do that. And nobody's guiding her. So not only just her, the people around her are Yeah, an issue. The team are yes the men and like top, yeah. But yeah. you know who kind of needs respect for, or who doesn't get appreciated for actually going back on something he was involved in, um, Macklemore? So you know, Macklemore mm. won the Grammy. Oh over, yeah, yeah. Um, Kendrick yeah. Lamar and people like Culture Vulture. Obviously, when um, Kendrick Lamar released "Good Kid, Mad City." Yeah. But a lot of people don't know that Macklemore has released two songs called "White Privilege," where he talks about the history of rap and um, his position and how it's given him power to actually receive awards like that. Mm. Um, and a lot of people kind of misdirect kind of hate towards him without actually knowing he's spoken about some of the issues. Yeah. And that is why I asked about redeemable culture because. Mm-hmm. I do believe that there is an option for people to look at their mistakes, come back and then be like, okay, I'm sorry. This is what I'm going to do to better myself for the future. So but I don't make mistakes Grammy like that. It wasn't his mistake though. Mm-hmm. No, but it's the way that the system was kind of proposed against Kendrick Lamar, who's released a quality project over Macklemore, who is kind of like a new artist whose project wasn't Kendrick as Lamar good. Kendrick Lamar was new too. 
No, what new to who? To the to the masses. We good, that was his major label debut. So he no he no yeah new, new to the masses, but he wasn't a new artist. He'd released three projects before three projects I'm, before that. I'm, and Michael Moore had nothing else out before. Pardon me. Michael Moore had no music out before that album. I think he had one album. So he's not. So but still in the same. No, but position. I'm talking about in comparison to each other because. Yeah. Um, Kendrick Lamar is more of a seasoned artist and that, that, that isn't the core of my point anyway the core of my point is that Kendrick Lamar's album received more praise critically by more people than mm-hmm. Mac Lamar's did mm-hmm. so whether or not they're new artists or not isn't the crux of my argument the argument is that people believed because the project was so heavily criti- um, because the project was so well received that it should have received the Grammy Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the issue and my point is that Mac Lamore apologized for the fact that his white privilege is a reason that he won the award. As he should. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. No, but no, but you said mistake. That wasn't his mistake. That it wasn't was his no, mistake. No, it wasn't his mistake. Yeah, but no, no, I'm not saying it's his mistake. No, but you no, but no, but you said that that um he's made these songs kind of showing acknowledgement of his mistakes. That's what I'm saying. Like who's mis- that, so, that was the Grammy. Okay, so, that was the Grammy's mistake. No, the phrasing is off because it wasn't the Grammy's mistake either. It was the it's the, the, it's the white pri- as well. yeah it's the yes. white privilege yeah, that yeah, allowed him text. to win the award. That is the mistake that's being made. So it isn't necessarily. I understand what you mean. But what I'm trying to say is that culturally, the environment is where the mistake is, and he, yeah, was, he I get he's that. showing that he's aware of it through that song. Mm-hmm. So I get, I do get what you're saying. Yeah, the Breakfast Club but, spoke about yeah, it when he released this song. I do remember when the song came out, White Privilege. Uh, everybody in my timeline was just like listening to it. Yeah, I yeah. think we forget now, but like when it actually released, yeah, 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 like, yeah. Whoa, what is this? He's actually like trying to make a change. Yeah, and I think in general he sort of died out as an artist. Yes, he's he did. Blind. Same. People he don't has. remember it. Yeah, yeah, he has. Yeah, the trajectory's off with him yeah. right now. It's quite. But yeah, um, it's the same. Uh, that reminded me kind of like whether it was PR or not, whatever. But like what Adele did with the Beyonce thing as well. Like yeah. kind of mm-hmm. like try to say that she literally it was her award to win um that year but yeah people who acknowledge their privilege is fine like i'm you know adele might receive the critique whatever like small but on a mass level i think adele is seen differently to someone like a little pump or something like that mm. like there's a bit of a difference here yeah and adele's like knows very she's very aware yeah she knows mm-hmm. what's going on but the, the the point is redeemable culture versus cancel culture so if someone is in, enthralled in a situation where yeah they are affecting someone else so they've done something that's hurt someone else yeah. is there a point that we can say we forgive you or are we just going to cancel them out of existence it's like what Han says I have to see the work and it depends on what you've actually done yeah, like the extent anyway. of what so, you've so done R. Kelly for example needs to just be cancelled oh yes there, there's, really there's no there's, really that no up. but there's, there's different Ooh. aspects there's different tiers so yeah, 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 that's yeah, what yeah, I agree yeah, with. Yeah. I think people because like, do you remember like a couple of years ago, people cancelling every white person that said the n word on the internet, and they were like emailing their schools and stuff. Yeah, 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 like, like taking their jobs and stuff. Really often. Yeah, and I think cancel culture. It depends on who you are because like, if you want a celebrity, an example, people mass email your school to get you kicked out. You're gonna get kicked out because yeah. there's not really that power play. But when power you're a celebrity. Dynamic it really depends on who you are mm. and like what your status is. Yeah. And I think if Yes Jules wasn't protected by so many men specifically, she would have been out of here a long time ago. Facts. But they want so? to keep Facts. They want to keep the gatekeepers. They want to the keep bear. her, they're gatekeepers. They want to keep her there. And it's even the same thing with like a little pump or um, what's his name, 6ix9ine. Like uh, uh, J. Cole himself was like pray, uh, for 6ix9ine. It's just like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. You're a gatekeeper to this whole thing. Yep. Yeah. And you're protecting this man who clearly doesn't care. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, I've spoken about how J. Cole's been annoying me you lately. Did, you did. You so did like two weeks Even ago. with Kodak Black and the stuff that he says about him, I'm God, just like... Kodak Black. <laughs> no, but even, no, but even that Yes Jules thing, that clip, that clip was just making me cringe because he just had these black men around her who were just kind of egging her on and just kind of... 
I guess because they can like promote their anti-blackness uh, against black women through her, which is why and set, like just people. quickly dash like, it. In. She said that. She mm. said that. But they actually yeah. and that's like, and that's why she's still here. Yeah. Because yeah. unfortunately, yes, even though hip hop culture is black culture, it's obviously widely run other than white men because they yeah yeah it's yeah, run yeah, by black yeah, men yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and yeah. and unfortunately because she's allegedly attractive supposedly apparently allegedly allegedly i know i'm not but we're not gonna body shame that's what we're not gonna <laughs> no, do no, but no. i'm just gonna but, say there's an objective but, no, but because of their pro- proximity <laughs> to pers- to proximity perspective pussy like oh I could fuck her oh this this and that certain assets yeah. of black women it's all bad it's all banter yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm chilling with a girl yeah. even though this girl is just out of her mind and deranged and yeah. I think um, Ivy and Play tweeted something about this and how this is just a common a common resurgence that we see in not even just even music but just in general black spaces yeah why um, allegedly white allies or white people in the culture can just get rid of anything as yeah. long as black men co-sign yeah and I think we someone mentioned this this is going to be the last point but people just mentioned you know white people within our cultures can do the smallest of things and suddenly the barbecue invites that I'm just like this is common human decency you don't need a barbecue invite just continue doing your work in your community Mm. to get them to stop being racist that's what you need to do Mm -hmm. that's what you need to do stop it's happened with Iggy happened with Veronica Vega these black men you need to stop (laughs) you need to stop Veronica Vega you need to stop you need to stop because Trick Daddy you a coon you were cool. Veronica Vega. She, re- she released her project on the same day as Solange. I was just like, oh, Iggy what? Iggy Azalea released Oh, Iggy. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant Veronica. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what what <laughs> released now? She released a whole album and nobody has had it. Oh, well. Oh, well. Veronica, Veronica Vega. Wow. Anyway, as we said, modeling Iggy Azalea. <laughs> Do modeling. Yeah. <laughs> We said we said modeling. Wait, Iggy, modeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah modeling. Iggy, shutting Iggy, your mouth. No, no, no. Nick's Iggy, not Nick. She said that was sexist. No, so, like, she Eden's Iggy. referring to a tweet. Like she literally released like an iTunes link, and someone quoted it. It said, "We said modeling." <laughs> oh, I've seen this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> so, <laughs> And she looks amazing. And she's like, wait, oh. wait, wait. wait. And it got 30k retweet. Did you see that tweet this week? That where I quote tweeted and put Iggy Azalea with that um girl from Albania or whatever saying the M word like in the song. Like she was like um, Miss uh, Miss Algeria or some shit. And she was <laughs> she was rapping high school by Nicki Minaj. She's like, what about the niggas? Like in her accent, I was like, bitch, what is going on? Anyway, sorry, yeah, Twitter's too oh. funny. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's move on to our next topic um, and focus on actual black people. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just xing the um, yes jewels tab. Um, so the next article is in relation to the Jackson family. We're going back to the Jacksons and um, Janet Jackson in particular this time, not MJ. So well, M- MJ is is slightly related to one of them. She's been in the news a lot for different reasons this week. Yeah, there's been a lot of news. So um, first of all is obviously the Hall of Fame. So Janet will be added to that. And it's... The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Exactly. Sorry, I'm just opening the article even. Um, Actually, I'm going to let Shopee do it because he put it into the agenda. I'm going to let you discuss Janet. (laughs) No, specifically Janet, you added a separate link. So please dissect Janet for me. So um, yeah, Janet Jackson, 
um, has been in the news for quite a few different reasons this week. Main, mostly good, but we'll get into the Michael thing towards the end, which I think was kind of stupid. But um, yeah, no, so firstly, um, after years of being snubbed and rebuffed, she will finally be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is by and large like one of the greatest honors you can achieve as a music artist and you know obviously well deserved she's been putting the work for nearly 40 years you know influenced a array of artists so congratulations to her Janelle Monet will be inducting her so congratulations um secondly um she has been announced as one of the five headliners for Glastonbury this year so oh wow the five headliners are Janet Jackson Stormzy Kylie Minogue, The Killers, and The Cure. Raw, they've so, changed Oasis like. Twitter's gonna get mad. Yeah. Oasis Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Did you not hear when they, Oasis they get Twitter every year, every year. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> I was like, wait, I was like, just want the drink or the band? Oasis Twitter. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> Olive oil Oasis Twitter <laughs> But continue No um, They got mad uh, That's what I'm saying Because of Stormzy And Jay-Z they just, like, yes. They're like This isn't Glastonbury anymore And just like 2019 Nobody mm. cares about like yeah. It's quiet bands. Do you remember like, when I like bands and stuff But like The general population Is like Rap is more popular It's different yeah. And it's different even wireless era. And I have to say this Like People look at Wireless as kind of like the paragon of UK black culture for festivals, but Wireless used to be like an indie festival. And Did it, it? Yes, years ago. What year? Years ago. Wireless has been going on for like 20 years. Wireless used to be a lot of indie bands, electronic DJs. It's ah. only been in the last 10 years that's been... See, as I'm saying... Look, the name's appropriate. No, I get the electronic DJs because they do. They the had a few days where they did it on Sundays, but like, I but didn't know it was a little way, The way it's super urban now, that was not Wireless like yeah. 15 years ago. Most didn't Jay-Z had some involvement with Wireless at some point? He's probably... Mm, I, don't I feel like he, he... At some point... I mean, continue. most festivals in general, like, in the 90s, early 2000s, were, like, full of, like, old... Exactly. In the UK. It, actually, yeah. no, actually, no, festivals in general have generally always been for, like, rock bands. It's, mm-hmm. like, urban artists, black artists being infiltrated into those kind of... It would kind of be a thing where artists would just do their own t- tours. But festivals mm-hmm. was largely a white place of enjoyment mm-hmm. it was for bands it was like, for wasn't bands Beyonce, like one of the first black women what did she headline yeah she was the first she was the first black woman to headline Coachella no no, no it was also Glastonbury something oh I, she I did did she do she, she did, did Glastonbury she did, right? she did Glastonbury yeah. I think she was the first black woman to do yeah that, that received a lot of controversy yeah. as well I remember that so yeah festivals have generally generally been for rock bands <clears throat> if you go all the way back to like Woodstock festival mm-hmm. those were obviously Jimi Hendrix was black but he was a rock artist mm-hmm. but Rolling Stones Janis Joplin Buddy Holly yeah those so like yeah No Wireless also used to be a very yeah, indie electronic yeah. kind of festival the, the receipts there go and google it's your friend <laughs> um so yeah so Janet jackson will be one of the headlines of glastonbury this year and it'll be her first uk show in nearly a decade you know and you know i just want to say this for me i'm very happy for her to be having such a big show but you owe me you know to arena london concert you cancelled because you were pregnant and that's wonderful you had your beautiful baby but i need you to do a london show for me that's all I ask. <laughs> oh I will not be going to Glastonbury, so can you just do a nice two-day ride at the O2 Arena or Hammersmith, please, and thank you. Great. And lastly, um, she's also been in the midst of some controversy in the wake of this Leaving Neverland, I wouldn't say nonsense, but uh, Leaving Neverland controversy, because basically uh, Michael Jackson stands and her own family are unhappy that she's yet to release a statement. 
<laughs> on this documentary because I, I mean think, I don't see why she would have to release a statement uh, what would she say like my brother's a pedophile or he's not a pedophile like either way she's gonna get slashed but yeah. I think the reason why yeah. I think the reason why her family and maybe Michael's stands are because after Michael she's the most famous member of the family so and obviously she has a lot of you know great rapport mm-hmm. with the public so like I guess it would mean a lot if Janet said hey support my brother da, 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 da. but, okay, I, but Michael's dead like yeah, what yeah, like he's true. dead in the it's ground like what exactly the fuck? I, no I agree yeah. I don't think she should comment on anything because at the end of the, the, end of the day her and Michael were separate people they had separate lives yeah, and it's very possible that just like the rest of the world she may not actually have been aware of any of these things Michael would do, was doing because you know yeah that could be very possible especially the two famous people yeah they spend yeah time yeah so like but I just think it's funny it's strange, like, from her from her family this inside is coming out oh. saying that like her parents like well, her, her family been her family shambolic like, <laughs> that's the thing her family been but, a joke so. but I just know it's karma the fact that she got inducted to the hall of fame and Justin Timberlake's last album flopped oh, and nobody man. likes him anymore and he's back in the karma. studio with Timberland making for more hits Timberland was in the last album too Timberland was in the last album too I know no but he's back trying he's to trying beg to for more old 2000s Timberland yeah no, but the thing is I just want to say this Justin Timberlake and Simba need to break up and separate. Like your musical um, relationship is done and dusted. Can we just leave they, that let, alone? Need to let it like, go. It's and boring. It's, it's not, yeah, no. At this point, it's very it's boring. boring. It's like, redundant. It's very boring. Very redundant. Like literally, yeah. they just literally just try and rehash the 2006. And that that even goes back to the 2020 experience. Like they need to Justin Timberlake bedtime needs to Come work bedtime and leave Pharrell too. Leave it. <laughs> yeah, I'm both. But whoever he keeps working, we'll leave it alone. It's like time. Just, Justin Timberlake, yeah. I need you. Can to, we evolve? Like I need you to explore. And the thing is, some artists are good at working with the same producer over and over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Janet Jackson, yeah. like her Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. They've worked together for 30 plus years, mm-hmm. and they've made nine incredible albums together. Mm-hmm. That sounds different. Mm-hmm. JT and Timberland, JT and Pharrell, you need to let Quiet. go. You need let to let go. Enough. Justin Timberlake, you, as much as, as annoying as you are, you are talented. He's there's acting. There's no there's, there's new producers out there. I don't even want to see it. There's <laughs> new producers out there in the world. There's old producers that you may not have worked with. Mm-hmm. Like You have money, you have resources. You're respected as a musician and sh- as you should be. Actually, I take that comment back because his next film is a Woody Allen film. That's why I thought, that is why I gave you the look. Because I was like, Han, you know. <laughs> yeah. I know you know. But yeah, that's, that's Janet. Is there any quick thoughts on Janet and her family and Michael's no, I mean, the Michael thing is very weird to me because it's just like, I don't expect her to release anything. Because like, why should she, even if I don't sort of, I don't believe that Michael's completely innocent, I don't think it's her place to say anything. Mm. Like we're, like the Latoya thing that's been going around on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, about, yeah. About uh, Latoya saying something, yeah, yeah, paid off, whatever yeah. that mess. It's like, that same thing would happen to her whether it's pro or against Michael. Yeah, you're damned so, if like, you do. So like, do you want to bring that energy into your life? Yeah. I don't think she does. And to her little kid, like it's damned if you do, exactly. damned if you don't. Like just keep she, quiet like she always if does. If she's honest you know? and like, yeah, my brother did some stuff that was a bit weird. The fans will like anything that's not positive. I mean, there's a campaign on that buses in London saying yeah. he's innocent. So look how crazy this is getting right now. Somebody apologized that. I saw that after work. I was just like, oh, this is what we're doing. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I don't, I, I don't think she should speak. I think, you know, yeah. well done for everything else. You know, Glastow, Hall of Fame, rock and roll. It's really great that you're in this place in your career, all of that. But yeah, the MJ stuff, just, just celebrate your praises. You've got two positive mm-hmm. things coming up. All good. That's my opinion. Well, I, I just really don't get where it's coming from, where they want her to speak. I just don't understand. It's the I guess it's like, she's the next best thing. She's the next, I get the mindset. But she's it's not going to say conference. anything that's going to affect the situation or kind of 
provide a position for it. Mm. I don't no, for them, it would be like, so Janet said it, I mean, it's true. Mm. That's true. Um, I just but do you know what it is? Do you know yeah. what it is? With Michael and ja- Janet, I think people have this this view some people they just love them together even though they have separate careers and stuff mm-hmm. like that like Shoppe said to start and they just want to recreate that screen video so everywhere Michael what's the goes, screen video gonna do I no do. just the imagery of them two together I feel like it's whenever Janet even when the court dates happen when Michael um mm-hmm. in our early years when we were younger I remember the pressure on Janet there as well like I think Janet is just as the next best person, as the the Jackson who's in the same kind of mm-hmm. league, it's kind of like, we want that imagery. We want the, her to speak on his behalf. We want her to defend him or conde- um, condemn him, whatever she believes or whatever. She might not even have a stance on this. We don't even know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, just keep your mouth shut. Focus on the other two things. Focus on the baby. Focus on everything positive going on. And fuck your family. It's been fuck your family. Compared to R. Kelly, it's different because R. Kelly... If people speak out, he could be arrested. Michael Jackson's mm. dead. So, like, even if she opens her mouth, and again, I get, I don't believe that Michael Jackson's innocent. Yeah. But if she opens her mouth, what is going to come out of it? You're just going to have people uh, attacking you from either side. Yeah. So, to me, it wouldn't make sense to, for her to say anything. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. It just wouldn't make sense for her, especially for PR-wise what she's going through mm-hmm. right now. It's just like... With her husband. Yeah. Then. Like, just, yeah. She, there's a lot going on in World of Janet, actually. So, she should just, you know, focus on the good focus on the good and fuck her family as I said well yeah another abuser next oh god um, Chris Stokes yeah yeah this, this oh is this so, the uh, BTK. BTK can I just say I've seen snippets of the BTK tour and it looks really good like I've so seen, have I I've on seen a few Instagram. BTK yeah, yeah, yeah. Way, like I don't think I'm too young for that like I don't remember oh, for B2K man. I was born in 1998 so yeah, oh, it's different. Yeah, it's different. I don't remember ever seeing BTK video yeah. when I was younger. Wow. Whereas me and my aunt had like, the CD with like Blast that like shit. 15. Really? Yeah, so 2000 oh. and like uh, 13. Like so okay. different. It really, oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's B2K different. with the shit. Yeah, they were. It was a couple of years. Was, uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, what a girl wants. Iconic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. So yeah, contemporary B2K. So they've come back, you know, this new tour, the millennium. Which I'm still tour. surprised even happened. I'm actually surprised. I'm really happy. Together. I'm really happy they've been able to Because those niggas hate it. each other. No, I'm really happy. You know, the, money the press talks. is looking oh, great. they hate each other. Yes. Well, the press is looking great for it. You know, it started, um, it started, was it last Friday, I believe? Well, earlier this month. And Rasby, you know, it was all looking good. It was all looking great. But very early on into the tour's beginning, Rasby um, pulled out um, publicly on Instagram and he was like, I'm done. Um, I, he feels... He feels under attack. He feels like Chris Stokes is around and he just doesn't want to be in that same periphery. So he shortly kind of... It was a short-lived kind of cancellation. He was like, I'm out, da-da-da-da. And then a couple hours later, he returned to Instagram to announce that he's back on the tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's doing this for the likes of Amarion, all this kind of stuff. Um, Keyword, only, he said, he said only Amarion. Yeah. Which proves yeah, my yeah. point that he don't yeah. fuck with the other two. So, um, yeah. So there's this links back to claims that have been long-lived um, throughout the days of B2K, where Chris Stokes, um, who's actually related to Rasby, um, allegedly, I'm going to use allegedly. Um, They're cousins. Yes, cousins um, abused him ah. sexually. And the others. And the others. Ah. There's some rumors of Marcus Houston as well involved um, back in the day. From Wait, like the Tia Tamara Marcus Houston. Yes. yes. 
Go home, Roger. Marcus Houston. And yeah, I've seen Tito. No, uh, no you didn't know it was Marcus Houston oh, was involved. No, 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 I didn't know he was involved. No, yeah. Allegedly. 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 And we don't know what parts. There's different stories. There's so many different stories. Um, but what I want to say is Marcus Houston's actually engaged to Chris Stokes' set. Oh, no. 19 years, like 19 years old. 19 years old, right? Yeah. 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 Oh. So, yeah. Well, that, that's a segue, yeah, but we're not even going to talk about that. But yeah. Um, the point is, there's sexual um, abuse claims from dating back from when I'm they were sorry, popular. I was Twitter. Sorry, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, and this is what caused tension. Oh, this dear. is one of the things that caused tension for B2K back in 2014, mm-hmm. um, and all sorts. So 2014, 2004. My bad. What? what? Think about 2004. Um, but yes, what are you guys' thoughts on all of this? So, uh, like when um, Raspi came out with the claims, did anybody support him? Like, no, publicly? it was it was there was loads of kind of actual homophobic kind of oh, remarks okay. and yeah. all that kind of to stuff. To be honest, Chris Brown said a few things which were a bit horrible as well. Yeah, back in the day, all them stars no, said the R and B. No stuff. one was on Raspi's yeah, side back then. Yeah. It was people, a different time yeah. back then, and people yeah. were like, "He's deluded. He's got mental health, not even mental health, drug issues." They were yeah. saying back in the time, he's on pills, all oh, this kind wow. of stuff. People were making so, fun yeah, of him. MySpace days. Yeah. all of that I think even yeah. Rick Ross said some things I wouldn't be surprised yeah. I wouldn't be surprised like the, like they it, all denied it as well like the B2K boys so like yeah, when they, they, when yeah, they this, disbanded this was a funny thing about the video because the video actually came out like a few years ago what video? Um, there was a video of him of Ross B no, like he, saying he's stuff. like revealing about B2K's history and stuff like what, that what Ross B yeah yeah, 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 yeah I remember yeah, it came out a few yeah, years yeah, ago yeah, but it was like early 2010s yeah yeah but it's only recently that people are talking about it again yeah like I thought it was a new video when I first saw it I was like wait I've seen this and I saw it like at least six years ago yeah so yeah. I'm just a bit interested the, about the why public, now the industry no one was on Razby's no, side nope. no one and they I kind can, of blacklisted and I can even say this myself like even me as a young teenager I was like oh okay Razby's mm. a bit crazy mm. and that's it kind of leads back to why I'm even surprised they got back together because the mm. bl- because mm-hmm. I always say <coughs> there's two orange gr- groups of massive bad blood escaping B2K and somehow the Lord brought them back together but mm. the ba- there was bad blood between those niggas mm. so when it was announced that they're getting back together I was like huh? Mm. <laughs> B2K? because <laughs> it's been public like yeah. they've publicly attacked each other yeah. I think I think Raspberry was even jumped by Jay Boog at one point. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, wow. there's bad blood between these guys. Yeah. So I was surprised. But hey, money talks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, Amari, yeah, the you know, bad can always be big. You know, it's quiet for Mario and Solo career. So, Maybacco, Maybacco, exactly. The Reed podcast that uh, I think Kitty he said that Chris Stokes was replying to people who were yes. calling uh, Chris Stokes out, and mm. he was just like, "Oh, I'm not involved. Buy tickets." And she's like. If you're not involved, why are you telling them to buy tickets? No, but he, it's like, it's he, a, it's, he's taunting, essentially. Yeah, he's taunting. Like, I, no, but I, no, but he probably owns the name, the rights to be That's the, yeah. name. That's that's the legal, legality side some, of him. Like, he's yeah. probably not involved in this tour, mm-hmm. but he probably does profit so yeah, in there's, some there's, way. There's back-end stuff mm-hmm. probably going on. He probably owns the yeah. rights to the name, probably uh, owns their publishing, licensing. And to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Stokes, you know, the, the, the world is small, the industry is small. I wouldn't be surprised if he made a phone call or two or like popped up to one maybe one of the after the shows and just yeah, yeah. you know show this but didn't say anything probably just showed his face just to scare him off intimidation yeah. intimidation you know? tactics there's still that power complex at play it's that surge night um surge night is it um surge night kind of um 
thing complex that power complex yeah. kind of thing and mm-hmm. i think that yeah i think he rosby has a right to kind of if he he was indeed abused which i'm on the side now of thinking that he was yeah. and multiple other people in the industry as well around them um i definitely think he probably did try some intimidation tactics just and you know their family yeah their family so there's obviously a connection there so there's easy access and not everyone in his family probably even believes he was abused at this point. Yeah. And, so. and I ask, ask why I want to know what conversation happened between the four of them because to get them back. Cause on yeah, because Lil Fizz and Jay Berg were calling him a gay ass nigger and a faggot and all this stuff. Mm. But 10 years later, they all back together, happy families and smiling. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Mm. Like Amarin kind of was the most, what's what I'm looking for. He was the most, diplomatic he kind of was just like we well, should pray for Rasby and mm. he just kind of was being his best Beyonce just like saying as yeah, little as yeah, possible yeah, 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 yeah. but Lil Fizz and Boog they were disgusting to Rasby mm. they were disgusting they were, they were terrible to him and so many R&B people were like in the industry as a whole like hosts loads of people yeah. Charlemagne again, said like, some stuff then, 2004 <laughs> like you didn't really speak about sexual assault different social abuse. time and yeah. if you did speak about it it was like distance just, ourselves yeah. from this let's just which is like, why like obviously like Harvey Weinstein and everything like yeah. that like, yeah. nobody did anything yeah it did, yeah it didn't mean anything it was tab. it was tab. <laughs> it was the, it was the thing of the industry just one of and the also things. like because this is this is sexual assault but it'll be I don't want to say ugh, I don't really want to conflate the two but it's homosexual sexual assault mm. so it's no kind of, I get what you mean it's there's a layer of, it's sort of like with the brand it's thing. more layered because mm. it's like because it's like oh so that means Chris Stokes is gay that means B2K are gay mm. mm-hmm. it's mm. like it's other things yeah. also so I've, we're, and we're, even men getting raped period like that's barely ever yeah, spoken about we don't discuss generally. that anyway yeah so, so it's like the, the, yeah. tied to masculinity that's it's exactly mas- yes, yeah. there's masculinity it's homophobia there's all there's all sorts of play mm. here, so unlike so. the Harvey Weinstein the arcade things which are obviously equally as <laughs> disgusting because it was black men with other black men mm. that's why it was easier to like skirt and disregard and also say- the familial ties i'm guessing yes because you could just say that because yeah, yeah, a lot yeah, of people have like in your family you have some an uncle you wouldn't look at da, da, da. yeah so i guess yeah, in general yeah, yeah, in the black yeah. community you're sort of used to that idea so just like it's not that deep mm. that's probably what it was yeah or you're not going to unpick that plaster because yeah. it's too painful because of the you trauma unpick that plaster, then yeah. somebody else is gonna as yeah. well mm. and it's just dominant yeah. effects yeah. Yeah. so yeah, that's my thoughts. I hope so. I just, I just think I hope Rasby gets the help he needs, mm. and and God, it sounds like I've watched a few of their their press run over the last couple. Of weeks. He does seem generally happy to be back, yeah, in the group and like touring again. But I just wonder if was I wonder did the boys have a, com- a conversation? Or was it just like hey? The money's yeah. on the table. Yeah. Let's just do it. I feel like um, there's a lot of history with them. There's a lot of um, trauma there because I feel like he wasn't the only one probably touched or abused. Maybe it wasn't. Well, to he the same said it. He as, said it was all of them. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't to the extent that Rasby was actually because of the fam- familial ties and stuff. But I feel like if they did have a conversation, it's still a way to go with a therapist involved because I feel like there, there's trauma coming out and there's a lot of things that have happened post that. There's a lot of things that's happened in the gap that they've been away from each other. So I feel like, I mean, I hope behind the scenes when, because I don't think any of them publicly really spoke about what happened a couple of days ago with him pulling out and come back in again. But I would hope that they are all supporting each other and I hope mm. it's a healthier, not the healthiest because they haven't, I don't think they've spoken and probably done anything, but a healthier environment and they all can kind of come together based on that mm-hmm. yeah. trauma and 
you know, I hope it's genuine. I really, I really mm. do. For for Chris, for Rasby's sake. And well. for anyone who wasn't really aware of B2K's history, I recommend everyone watch the impressive documentary, which She's, they opened with. Yeah, they opened with her. Like the impressive channel. She's just a master at collating these random music history so she did yes. one of b2k two parts yes. that's how much yeah. there is to the, the, the raspberry videos in there like this, that's, 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 yeah. that's how much there was it's was, really good that's probably why it blew up then mm. if it was in the, the beginning there's a two-part documentary on youtube on the impressive channel yeah she goes through the entire life and story of b2k's career mm. and what happened the after fallout. the breakup mm. yeah and really important and the thing is there was a lot i knew but Watching that, there was a lot of that I did not know mm. about. Like the extent of Marcus Houston's involvement, but we're not going to get into him yeah. today. Um, so, yeah, it's yeah. a really good doc. It's a really good doc. Um, so, yeah, thoughts are with the whole band and stuff. And, yeah. No, Rasby especially. Like, Rasby especially, especially because I feel like there's particular mental yeah. stuff. It's just like as long process. as they're going to a therapist and getting through mm, that, that's I doubt the most that. important thing. Pardon? I doubt that. They need that. to go through a therapist. I think that's the most important thing. Because mm. without therapy, you won't like unpack the You trauma. won't truly heal. And it's still, it's a lifelong process for some yeah. people. So you can go to therapy and you're still needing to go back and mm. all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I really hope it, yeah. Mm. And Chris Stokes, I hope he gets what's coming to him. So now we're going to move to Han's topic of the week. So, uh, so Chelsea Clinton. So obviously there was the attacks in New Zealand. So, uh, you know, praise everybody there. Hopefully, like, everybody's healing. People are still in hospital. But what happened, there was a visual in New York and Chelsea Clinton, like, came around. And a young activist, she's a teenager, uh, she, she didn't even berate her. She was just calmly saying, why are you here? Mm. When, like, last week you were, like, attacking Ilhan Omar for her comments on Palestine. And so you were basically like leading this entire like Islamophobic attack against her. Yeah. And now you're here mm. trying to mourn for these people. And what happened was, is yeah. that there's an entire like movement online where they are like dogpiling and harassing this teenage girl for calling out this. Like they're even saying pregnant Chelsea Clinton is berated by activists. I'm like, she's not, Fragile. She mm. st- she chose to go there pregnant, by the way. Nobody forced her. Mm. She got out of bed and went. And it's just like, it's just the idea that you can only support Muslims if they're doing it for you. Like, there's this person on Twitter who was like, oh, we should do this campaign, like this rally in London saying that we're not terrorists. It's like, we were attacked. Why would we rally yeah. saying that we're not terrorists when that, we were the ones who were terrorized? That reminds me of when I was on a program when I was 16 and I went to the States and um, Iraqis came over and the first thing one of them said was, you know, I'm not a terrorist. Please don't think I'm a terrorist. And that stuck with me since that. And we actually spent an hour just me trying to dissect to him because we were 16 years old. I was just like, you don't need to mm-hmm. let this white world think you're a terrorist and like, think of yourself as that yeah. that's not how you introduce yourself to me that's not how you introduce yeah. yourself to the world you are a person so doing campaigns like that is actually it's sickening to me that you have to do that that's respectability politics right it there. is it is that's what it is and it's like this idea that you can only like muslim activists if they're nice to you because exactly clintons in general whether it be bill hillary or chelsea have always fallen into this weird liberal bubble where they will support someone like Obama who's bombing with some countries and they'll support like the Iran deal and they support this and that. Facts. And then they'll come out and say, oh, we're with Muslims. It's just like, you're not. Mm. Your politics aren't. Yeah. So it's like this weird, like white liberal bubble where they pretend that they're for us, but they're not. And it just annoys me because I'm seeing all these people who, if this like Muslim girl wasn't like angry, again, even if it was a white girl, for example, mm. I doubt you'd get half the harassment mm. because she's a Palestinian woman. 
and she's rightfully angry that mm-hmm. you spent the entire week basically insinuating that Ilhan Omar is un-American for calling out people who don't support Palestine. You're suddenly just being like, oh, no, 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 you shouldn't say that. Hmm. And um, I want to say one thing. Yashar Ali, I don't know if you know him. Yes. He's a journalist. Yeah, he yeah, 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 nerves. yeah. He's literally the Muslim version of Uncle Tom. Hmm. Like, he led an entire campaign against Ilhan Omar, basically saying that she shouldn't have said what she said. He dogpiled this thir- a, like 19-year-old girl with 300,000 followers and added her. Not only because the original video doesn't have an app. He added her and basically told people to go harass her. That's what Sean You're King done. Dickhead. That's yeah. what Sean King done with You're Carissa. You're actually a dickhead. I'm sorry. But you can't yeah. be a Muslim and you can't like attack people and mm. then also have this weird idea that you are doing better for Muslims by being on the side of white liberals. Yeah. yeah. When in reality, they don't care about us. They don't care. They wouldn't bomb they our won't countries care. if they d- cared about yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. Like, it doesn't make sense. The Clintons have a very deep issue with the Middle East, with Islam. They have a very specific, mm-hmm. intentional history. Yeah. So for this this whole thing to blow up like this, it's trash. For the respectability politics, it's trash. Mm-hmm. Loads of POC groups love this respectability politics. It's not advancing us anyway. Where look, look, you just want to be the token. That's you all do. you want to be. You want to be the token. You think that's going to advance the whole of you. And some of you don't even believe it's going to advance the whole group. You just think it's going to advance you. Mm-hmm. And then when they're done with you, you're back to square one. You're back exactly. in the community that actually you slandered to kind of get to the top. And now what? Because now all of that for Muslims what? Are t- like, if ISIS does another attack again, the narrative's going to change again. Where you're suddenly going to be like, oh, a Muslim man. Da, da, da. Mm. It's like the entire narrative changing right now. Like, did you see the, the Daily, what was it, Daily Mail thing where they said this angel who In, turned yeah, killer. Yeah, turned into and a killer. And they mentioned his ethnicity. They said he was Scottish, Irish, and yeah. English. And I'm like, you are so... Nationalism. Like, you, are, you are national. You're dog whistling nationalism right now. Yeah. Because you know your readers are going to read that. And they're mm-hmm. going to be like, oh, he's like me. Yeah. And it's like... There's, oh God, I can't even, their papers are actually annoying me. Yeah. Somebody, did you see the Media Diversified tweet? Yeah, they yeah, 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 yeah. the Paris attack one compared to this one. Mm-hmm. And the Paris attack was like 140 massacred, this tragic event. And the one for this one was a picture of him as a child mm. saying that this blonde angel. Yeah. Aryan race. We're going <laughs> back to that. Aryan, might, might as well have just said Aryan. Done up, yeah. just do Aryan. But it's interesting because it just shows the way that publications and people, and like if we, if we do this in a kind of music relationship, like the way that people weaponize stands and like they weaponize people who mm-hmm. interact with certain publications and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So that is really interesting, especially when you said that he added her and he mm-hmm. has like 300,000 um, subscribers or followers. Mm-hmm. Um, it just reminds me of like the situation with Nicki Minaj and like Wanna Thompson mm-hmm. um, and like sending people to just attack someone because of their beliefs or the yeah. things yeah. that they negate. Um, so yeah, it does sound like this situation is just really completely messed up. And honestly, when I heard the news about what happened, I was just like, I took a deep breath because as I said last week, when it comes to social media, I literally just go on Twitter and I go to my profile. I don't read the timeline anymore Yeah. Mm -hmm. because every day there is something. And the first thing I saw when I logged in was this massacre and I was just like, come on, like literally why do things like this happen? And then the way it's portrayed and the way that we're kind of informed about it yeah. and stuff. And it actually is, it's really interesting because it shows the way we're so easily influenced and, mm. and how before, I wouldn't say before social media, but it wasn't as publicly spoken about how we're manipulated into thinking certain types of ways. Mm. Yeah, um, I, mean, I mentioned that with... I had a tweet about how young men are being radicalized online. Yeah. And like instantly I got pushed back for that because I mentioned that 
these young boys, like 13 to 14 year olds, they're on YouTube. And again, I'm not saying PewDiePie is a Nazi. That's not what I'm saying. But the people he accidentally puts on or the people he's like buddy buddy with and he thinks it's harmless, they also support other people who are dog whistling yeah. Nazism. Yeah. And slowly by slowly, and again, I had been through one of these rabbit holes myself. And you end up in a place where you're just like completely surrounded by people who have this ideology. Yes. Mm. And I think incels are very specific because um, there's a video on YouTube by ContraPoints. Would you mind just describing what incel is? An incel is an involuntary celibate, basically somebody who can't date anybody. Okay. What they do is really strange because, for example, if you enter it, they, they post pictures of themselves and they berate themselves. And they'll be like, you're ugly, a girl will never get you. And they have this thing called, I've got a chad and something else and chad is like a very uh like it's a lot to do with eugenics okay. mm. so they'll be like your skull shape means you're ugly or no shape it's very specific yeah. in the way that they berate each other and so they create this idea that women are like the devil and they hate them and women will never date them mm. and they slut shame women etc and like elliot rogers he was a shooter he was an incel okay and that's completely like why that shooting happened oh, okay. and i think people love to make fun of because it's like it's a funny thing mm. like there are men online who complain about not getting women yeah but in reality it's dangerous mm. because yeah. a lot of these people subscribe to white nationalism yeah and then they blame black women they blame black men for stealing black women yeah white women and it's really really dangerous and we yeah. tend to forget it and people get into this through youtube mm. because i remember when the justice Smollett thing happened i clicked mm. on one news thing and suddenly my entire feed was like justice Smollett's a liar uh, yeah. and it was like yeah. a bunch of like yeah. right wing yeah. news organizations i was like i i don't subscribe to any of this yeah why is this on my news feed and if you're like a 14 year old boy right and you don't know any better you're susceptible and you click on it you end up going through a rabbit hole and you end up on places like 4chan. Yeah, you do. Reddit. Yeah. And you end up being na- uh, radicalized. And that's what the guy, he said, he was radicalized online. And that's the thing, Reddit culture and all of that. And I'm, I'm not even trying to like blame people that like mm-hmm. Reddit and stuff like that, but there is a specific thing. And with YouTube, algorithms are important. Mm-hmm. We need to stop acting like algorithms are just a thing. Oh yeah, like it's fine. Algorithms can lead down, like you said, these rabbit holes. And I think it was Shantae who even mentioned it yesterday, the YouTube algorithm thing. Mm-hmm. It it's actually a th- like it's actually a problematic thing and you just you just use that example of white young males who are getting radicalized online mm-hmm. so we need to stop focusing on all oh, these te- the terrorists you know the isis all this kind of stuff there is a white national problem white nationalist problem and it's in this country and it's, and it's in all, the u.s it's and not just everywhere. against muslims yeah jewish people um the shootings in america the synagogue it's not just us they POCs anybody, in general they anybody who isn't like them whether you be jewish you're a person of color muslim and i think like charleston shooting for example the christians yeah so it's like it's not just a, a singular problem because if you say oh australia's just racist it doesn't mm. matter you're forgetting that literally yesterday i think a guy tried to attack a muslim with a hammer mm-hmm. in london oh, wow. yeah uh, after the attack so it's just like no it's, it's an issue that's all over the place because they're feeding to this with a uh, myth of white uh, genocide mm. and, and I- boys are being radicalized and it's it's a funny thing to notion like someone's radicalized online but if it can happen with a muslim boy in isis it can happen with a white boy in mm. white nationalism mm. and i don't want to even take the onus off of platforms such as fox and daily mm-hmm. mail because let's not and sky no, let's not let's not it. let's not pretend like there are probably analysts doing mm-hmm. this research knowing about that if we know and we're not even paid to do this mm-hmm. you know people who are paid to analyze all these things they know they know what's going on and they're using certain trigger words 
and they're using certain article they titles. Use, like, the and okay using, yeah, example, the okay, exactly. Which is a white nationalist side. Exactly. And they're using certain Memes. interviews and people they put up and inf- even influencers within that white national mm. movement and stuff Richard to Spencer, propagate. Lauren exactly. Southern, exactly. And to propagate these people up. And it's it's a specific thing and they all work in tandem. It's intentional. Mm-hmm. And we need to start being really vigilant. So like even people are saying they were scared to walk on road yesterday, like Muslim women. And it's like you have you you do need to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Like this is a time where you no, actually need I to protect yourself. When I was coming out, like people giving me looks and like I usually I'm fine with it, but like I could I you can knew sense why it. You can sense it when was. it changes. Yeah. So it's like one of those things, like even memes, like the Pepe the Frog was co-opted by white nationalists. <laughs> and even the creator of the meme of oh. the book, because it comes from a book, he was just like, don't use my work in this way. But they've completely taken over like that seemingly harmless yeah. meme. So a lot of it is dog whistling. We're in scary times. I just think it's interesting. And let's lead this into the next topic about stand culture and stuff like that. that. I just think it's quite interesting the way that we identify online and the way we kind of cluster online as well. Mm -hmm. So when we have certain identities or we all have similar interests or stuff like that, we kind of group together in different sectors of the internet. Um, and echo chambers. Yeah, it's echo chambers. I mean, and yeah, they do exist. Yeah, exactly. In every space. Yeah. Should we? Let's move on to um, talking about hands medium article because I think we're strapped for time. Um, but I just wanted to quickly talk about the article that you wrote, the normalize why the normalization of stand culture is unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, because as I said in the beginning of the podcast, for a while, um, the reason we're called down like the stands, at least. For me personally yeah. is because music in general has become something that is of a battlefield in a way yeah. um so you can't have a general opinion when it comes to music anymore about people jumping at you or attacking you for having these certain opinions whether you may be wrong at the end of the day you're just attacked because you're targeting a specific person there's like sex of music exactly opinions. and um, just reading your article and obviously following you on twitter for a while now um one of the things that i saw was um, you talking about an artist and I'll let you go into the detail of it. Uh, and So Ariana Grande came out with several rings and yeah. I'll be like, I have been a fan of Ariana Grande since like 2013, probably earlier because of Victorious. Mm-hmm. And so I've always enjoyed her music and when Seven Rings came out, I originally didn't see the issue and then a lot of like black women I followed, they pointed out to me and I realised oh, the trap house or just like the aesthetic, the music, it's done from uh, 2 chains didn't get credited, mm-hmm. Soldier Boy didn't get credited. Mm-hmm. So like I I was just like, oh, this is a bit weird. Um, so I tweeted it and then I had to meet the tweet because like people were just being annoying yeah. and they were harassing me. Um, and then what happened was is that Irona Grande posted somebody mocking her re- not realizing it wasn't mocking them so she was like i'm so glad that ariana grande uh saved racism by telling that uh telling me that i can buy hair now and it's basically like mocking that entire line mm-hmm. and so she posted it without realizing and so i screen capped it and i tweeted it with a meme and then it got back to her which is like very specific so it got back to ariana grande she apologized and then her stands were like atting me to take it down I was like no so I just muted it um and they started DMing me and I was just like I don't understand this like Mm. it's over she apologized let's move on I'm in bed it's 2am my phone starts blowing up on my uh private account Mm. and my friends are like hand your main account's gone you've been suspended and I'm like what the hell (laughs) so I check and I've been like permanently suspended like no going back and I had like 12,000 followers and then I think what happened was is that like I just tweeted it out because I was very angry 
Um, and then I had some people telling me, oh, this is what you deserve. And I, uh, like, I was like, oh, I had job opportunities blocked. And they were like, yeah, and we're going to do it in the future as well. And I'm like, are you insane? Yeah. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And they were literally just attacking me. And like, Ooh. even one girl, God, she re- literally DM'd me. She's like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you liked Ariana Grande. I'll take the apology, uh, tweet back. And I'm like, no, you said it thinking I didn't like but, her because you didn't even ask me. But also that shouldn't be a justification, be a justification for trying to ruin your life. You have an opinion. <laughs> but you don't like an but, artist. But or you tweet like, what? That's what I find interesting about this article because from someone who would be in a position where they've lost job opportunities and account for a brand, they've, it is a brand because mm-hmm. you've it built is. it up it's for a, a while. Yeah. Um, naturally you'd be quite salty towards the people who have basically attacked you but what you've done in this article is you've kind of addressed a concern for stan culture Mm -hmm. um and you're talking about how people are going through a stage at the moment where they are literally attacking people for stating opinions and that's very dangerous Uh, when it comes to the conversation about freedom of speech and stuff like that i do get the whole um the limitations versus the mm-hmm. complete freedom of speech that should be allowed. But when it comes to talking about topics, when it comes to music or um, artists, do you think there's an issue with stand culture? I think so, because when, when I was, so I'm 20, turning 21. So when I was like 15, 16, 30, I used to be a sign of people, Justin Bieber, One Direction, K-pop, mm. like anything like I liked, mm. I was a stand account, profile picture, stand dedicated. Um, and then it got to a point, I think it was around 2016, where I was sort of just bashing heads with a lot of people because of my opinions. And mm. I was sort of just being like dragged, attacked. And I was just realizing like, I wasn't happy. And I was like, I've spent so much of my time dedicating myself to this like one person I yeah. don't know and I will never meet. Like I took a step back. Um, and so when it comes to this, I think my friend mentioned after I posted, she was like, it reminds me a lot of cult behavior. Mm. So if you've ever studied sociology, they mentioned that a lot of people are attracted to cults because they lack something in their own life and they need structure and they need something to look up to. And it's not saying that it's necessarily a cult, but it has that same sort of background mm. where- Similar characteristics. Similar characteristics where you have somebody who feels lonely and then they'll become an Ariana Grande stand, for example, and they'll have this entire community around mm. them and they celebrate this one thing, one person. Mm. And then I think that they get stuck in this one circle for so long mm. that they don't want anybody to attack them because if somebody attacks that person, they are attacking Damn. them. Yeah. And that's yes. the link now. And what I'm worried about is that it's gotten to a point where they no longer realize it's just online behavior. So did you see that girl who um, responded to her law teacher? Basically it was an Ariana no. Grande stand. So her law teacher basically got mad at her for something. And the email she sent, her him was basically like a stan twitter tweet in an email like you'll be sorry sis it's like you are in university yeah use actual like english for yeah. once don't you stan twitter english yeah um i would love to call yeah, my, my lecturer sis yeah it's going to that point now and i'm scary I'm, though and i'm worried mainly because people my age like i have people my age who are like still stand, uh, into stan twitter but they understand it and they've taken a step back and they've sort of like branched out into having an account with their face and everything. So they have their own identity. Mm. But then you have people who are so engulfed in this one person mm. and the people younger than me, the reason I'm worried is because I was born in 1998. So while I don't remember World Before the Internet, I do remember World Before Twitter. Yeah. And a lot of these kids don't. Mm. So if you're born in like 2008, for example. Oof, when that's you all you know. That's all you know. That's wow. all you know. Like my little brother, he was born in 2013. So by the time he's like 14 wow. years old, he will not know any world like without yeah, any yeah. anything, any of the structures. So 
I'm worried because a lot of these kids are growing up in this area. And so if this is the only thing you know and you're dedicated to the person for so long because everybody else is, mm-hmm. why leave? Why change? Your behavior. Why change at all? Because there's nothing, there's no actual consequence to your action. Yeah. That's mm. the thing. Yeah, it's because, because it's on the internet. That's why. That's the difference yeah. between like, stalking in real life and online is because stalking in real life you can get arrested for that there's yeah. laws in place yeah. there's nothing on place online for yeah. that exactly and people send death threats for it it's yeah. got very lethal consequences it it's not just the fun little online community I've got somebody telling like, me the game. they're gonna expose my Twitter to my dad I'm like my dad lives in Saudi Arabia I don't know what you're talking yeah. about <laughs> even like, about yeah like it's it's just it's so weird like, but even then and so what's your dad like, gonna yeah, do yeah, it, like they probably think that that's the biggest <laughs> consequence but like literally um, in that even one of Thompson example her daughter like that's yeah. disgusting her daughter's not even seven years years old yeah, and she was really like, t- taken off of her she deleted every p- picture on instagram she had of her um and her daughter they were like we're gonna come and kill your daughter like they, they mm-hmm. still phone her phone till like january how she did stated. they get her number nick i think nikki or the team leaked it like how would nikki get her number team. karen civil because you had to have the number as an intern yeah this and is this all is, this is all this isn't this is all allegedly and i'm speculatively saying again karen civil is trash <laughs> Yeah. Again. Yeah. But I'm that editor. And I will say this though, judging by your experiences and everything you're telling me, it kind of tells me that um, definitions of standing and stand culture may differ by generation. I think they will because I would say mm-hmm. I'm a stand for certain people. Oh, I stand for this person. Yeah, I agree. And these two would say I'm a stand for certain people, and vice versa say about them. But do you know what? After I, re- after, I think cause but to interrupt you, you, sorry. Mockingly. That's yeah, different. exactly. Mm. And it was but introduced. I wouldn't I, after yeah. doing some research into it and like reading articles and stuff. I wouldn't actually say you're a stand now because the definition for it, like reading it and then comparing it to the things that you do, like the fact you love their music and stuff, isn't what a stan would do. Yeah. Just a lot of the definition that I've seen because. Um, from the top of my head, like a stan is somebody that's like overprotective and like overzealous when it comes to a celebrity. Mm-hmm. It's not someone who's like, oh, this song banged or, or disagrees with a fact that is completely untrue. It's someone that will like stalk you or like send you a message saying, I completely disagree with what you're saying and I'm going to fucking kill you. But I feel like, like the word stan has evolved. Yeah. Like, so yeah. it's, we're kind of saying the same thing. It's I feel like, thing. yeah, it's evolved. So I feel like when it first got introduced and stuff like that, Through it was Eminem. literally Eminem, exactly yeah, the word but, no, but that, no, but that's, then, no, but that then, was the consequences though. Pardon? That's, song portrayed lethal consequences of no, no I know I know but I mean, when they took that um, word and found like, a different meaning of it it's called amelioration so it's when yes. a word yes. is like very positive yes yeah. so like for example when I was like 15, 16 years old it was being used mockingly like oh you stand that person yeah and, like, people didn't know what it meant they were like yeah. what's a stand a stalker fan and then exactly. it sort of it evolved into being a super fan mm. and people forgot like the negative connotation Mm. behavior stage yep. mm. yes and that's the thing so now like i sometimes slip but and say i think up. it's being pejorated again yeah do you know it is because I like think i know people pejoration's happening who say i stand somebody or i stand for that mocking me or as a joke and yeah. they're very serious and they don't there's a gray area with there's how a gray it's area. That's the thing. yeah because yeah. nas was actually one of the first people to use stars in a uh, stand in a negative yeah. context mm. he used it in ether against mm-hmm. jay-z um but before that, it was known as like a thing to be like a massive stalker fan. Um, but I actually read a few articles in relation to stan culture. And I just kind of wanted to bring some of the like ideas to it and see what you guys think about it. So I read an article by someone called Donna Rockwell. And the article is called 
Celebrity Worship and the American Mind. And it talks about um, the psychology behind someone who is a stan of a celebrity mm-hmm. and how their mind works and the way and the reason behind why they are the way they are. It's heavily linked to identity, insecurity, yes. and um, seeing someone represent the brand of what you would want to be someday. Mm-hmm. But the main thing that I was surprised by is she used a term which was, um, she said, was hinted by somebody called uh, Horton and Wool. Oh, sorry, the researchers are by Horton and Wool. Yeah. And it's, she said, stands are basically in what's called a parasocial relationship. Yes. That's what it yes. Is. A parasocial relationship yep. is yeah. basically that's like a one way relationship. So you have like an, you're basically really tied to this person. Yeah. You love them, you care for them, but they don't know you exist. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Exactly. That's what I use in my own article as well. It's a, it's a thing that you learn in like uh, A level psychology. Yeah. Mm. So like, I think parasocial relationships have existed for a long time definitely whether it be Roman gladiators whether it be uh, authors mm. like politicians the politicians. cult of personality yeah but now you can it's, e- it's easy to attain the person yeah because you can at them you can DM them mm. you can email them you can send them questions mm-hmm. and a lot of celebrities reply mm-hmm. and they feed into the parasocial relationship because to have a fan base means you're very popular yeah so like Nicki Minaj the way that she likes her tweet their tweets or she follows them mm-hmm. same thing with Ariana Grande Justin Bieber mm-hmm. so that's the difference now it's not ju- it's still a parasocial relationship but the dynamics have changed yeah due definitely to social media. Yeah. yeah but then yeah. she they are way more accessible also in this article it's more carrots now mm-hmm. also in carrots so also in this article they say there's three stages when it comes to a parasocial relation well relationship They said that the research shows that parasocial relationships are encouraged by several factors, degree of reality approximation of the persona and the media. So basically Twitter Mm -hmm. um, and all of those social media websites that encourage interaction with people you couldn't normally reach. Mm -hmm. Um, Frequency and consistency of appearance by the persona. So I guess that's more of like, um, again, social media. So going on like... Instagram and being able to interact with Will Smith, for example, by mm-hmm. watching his snaps and having like a snapshot into his life and stuff. Mm. Yeah. And then lastly, stylized behavior in conversational manner of the persona. Oh, sorry. There's one more. Uh, effective use of the formal features of television. Wait, no, that's something completely different. No. I get what you mean by <laughs> yeah, that. It's all yeah. how Ariana Grande uh, tweets like a stand now. Yes. In, to relate to her followers by using, you know, the keyboard smash or the slang. Yeah. Mm. So that they can understand what she's saying. But she honestly just sounds like a 15-year-old and a 25-year-old body. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't get why she do, says it. Do we yeah. think that these artists are empowering stands? Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, it's what you said with Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj to send people to stands. And it's not even that. Bases. She liked tweets defending um, defending her against Yeah. Her. And so, slime. And other Ariana Grande, like I said in my article, she was liking tweets defending her against critics saying mm. that she was appropriating black culture. Because <laughs> yeah. when the artist seems to be defending themselves, it gives more fuel to the fire for Stan to defend them. Because like, yeah. oh, they feel like they're under attack. I'm going to defend them. I'm yeah. going to have this badge yeah. of honor mm-hmm. for protecting I'll, them. I'll tell, you where, I'll tell you where it works, though. It does work in situations like... Um, oh, damn it, how can I forget her name? Justine Skye, sorry. Mm-hmm. In situations where Justine Skye likes a tweet, in relation to abuse and then people realize who the abuser is that she's mm-hmm. talking about that she can't reveal mm. in the situations like that it does work but even then I don't stands, think no, but even then did she want that release i don't feel she wanted that release what, 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 what so like even then back then so someone tweeted a stan yeah. like about the situation and stuff like that sometimes even public pr- private information becomes public because yeah. of the behavior of stan so like with but she liked it yeah, but it's also I know Justine she liked Sky. it, but you're, did she want it out? You're forgetting that Justine Sky 
doesn't have the same fame as a lot of other she people. She doesn't. She's not. So she she's might not have popping. not realized. No, but, but you're still famous. Yeah, no, 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 that's it. what I'm saying. I'm saying that in the levels of fame, mm. if Justin Sky likes something, there are going to be less people paying attention than exactly. Ariana Grande. So no, I'm not. Probably... I'm not comparing though. Oh, okay. But, but what no, I'm but saying. No, but in this case, I think what you're trying to say is that obviously this was okay. the Sheck West situation was obviously quite, you know. That was quite a unique situation because it mm-hmm. wasn't just, oh, I don't like Chick's music. You were accusing him of physical abuse. abuse. Yeah. yeah. So no matter how low level your fame is, He's he very high he, level. Well, he yeah, is a high level of fame. And she is somewhat, well, some, let me not be, no, that's not rude. She is not, <laughs> no, it's not it's she's fact. like no. a, a B-list, C-list celebrity. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a shady way. No, like, it's true. It's, it's fact. That's true. what she is. It's yeah. more social. So if she likes a tweet saying that someone famous abuses me, even if she's not that big herself, yeah, it's it going to exactly. explode. Mm. Yeah. And it's not even just people screenshotted it and they tweeted it as well. Even I think myself, I tweeted it mm. because like, I was just like, uh, this there was one Sunday where it just yeah. came out. That was the watershed yeah. moment. So, do you guys think there should be consequences for artists that weaponize their fans? I think. Yes, Nicki Minaj. Uh, okay, <laughs> I think it depends on what happens because legally, the way the law is set out, the law isn't really set out for the internet. Yes. And you can see this with like the Facebook thing that happened. You had like these people who couldn't even read. They were just like, what is this? Is this like a yeah. different language? Because mm. they don't understand how the internet works. Yeah. So I don't think until something drastic happens, like somebody gets murdered or well, somebody gets there, attacked, there was someone will actually change. They probably have. Well, well, Christina Grimmie. Attacks, well, though. if you think about Christina Grimmie, for example, YouTuber, um, she was on The Voice, signed to, um, well, she w- was going to get signed to Little Wayne's label. Was and that then the one that committed? She didn't commit someone suicide. Someone she was shot. She was, she was yeah, shot sorry. by a stan. Um, so she... She was on YouTube and quite a few um, pub- publications and platforms and stuff like that. And she did a meet and greet and a, a like overzealous fan met up with her. And I can't remember his reason why, but he shot her. Mm-hmm. And it just proves that prox- I think there does need to be something. No, I think I think it was he wanted to go. I, did, I may be wrong, but from what I remember, I feel like he w- um, went to go see her after she performed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, back, yeah, back. And then apparently yeah. she gave him a cold look. No, something. he went to go hug her. She, she went to yeah. go hug him and she, he shot her. Yeah. Like I was reading it this morning. Like she went for a hug and he shot her. Yeah. And her I brother think, had to I tackle him to you. the floor. There is definitely a level of prox- uh, proximity. And mm. I think like we've grown so close just over social media that I think people don't realise that anymore. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, so when you said about how um, artists empower stands, you have an example when artists try to um, simmer their stands it doesn't happen so I can't remember exactly what happened and this actually made me laugh but I don't know someone criticised Beyonce someone oh, no. someone did someone famous <laughs> and then oh I don't even think it was someone, but then I think Beyonce herself said calm down beehive and they're like shut up bitch we got this <laughs> I can't remember what happened and oh, I yeah. it's something it's happened like- <laughs> <laughs> so her so own stand. So wait. So, so can we just deep that, please? So no, like, but do you know why that is? It's they're not defending Beyonce. They're defend. Okay, they, they're defending the image and what the symbol of what Beyonce. She means to them. No, because they the are trying to aspire to what Beyonce no, is. No, but your queen told you to stop, and you told her to shut up. Okay, this is this is very. It's not related to music, but like for example, uh, Frank Oz, who voices Yoda, has mm. been like this uh, past six Oz movies. He tweeted about the last shadow or something and how he enjoyed the portrayal because he did it. And then this fan was like, oh, I'm sorry. I know more, basically, I know more about Yoda than you do to this guy who's been like playing Yoda for the past like 40 years. So like, it's sort of where they go past the people. And like, no, Mm. I know more. I study this more. I, I, um, I'm the true fan. Mm. And that's where the artist can't do anything anymore. Because people have been empowered to a point where there's no return. Yeah, I feel like we've, 
things have happened too fast and there's a lot of cultures associated with the internet that's going too fast for real, like you said, law, real like accountability and stuff. I feel like we don't even know what's going on. Like there's levels to this mm-hmm. shit. So I feel like even within stands, there's some who will go beyond the mark of the person and act like the expert and be like, shut up, bitch, we got this and stuff like that with the Beyonce stuff. I can't but then there are that. some will, that will stop when their queen tells them to stop like that and all this yeah. kind of stuff or whatever. But I feel like there's so many different incubators right now with stuff going yeah. on with the stand bases. But that made me laugh though. No, it's funny, but, it it, funny. No, but the thing is, it has real, <laughs> no, but the thing is, but the thing is, it has real life consequences because we do laugh at this stuff and don't take it seriously. But then Christina Grimmie happens really, and stuff like that. People and, get harassed. And, yeah, and people get harassed. People's kids get, you know, harassed yeah. and stuff like that. So I feel like we do need to take it more seriously, but it is, it is, it is hard to know where to go from here. It's like, it's uh, really hard. for example, somebody as a joke did a costume where they called Ariana Grande Appropriana Grande. Ouch. And so it was this, uh, we like, love that. It was like this 14 year old, like Pakistani girl and her fans, it was just a joke, but her fans like attacked her. And like the first thing they went for was like, oh, you're Pakistani, you have arm hair, da 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 da. Like they just went, went in really, yeah. on a joke. Yeah. And it was like, it's gotten to a point where they can't tell what's worth it and what's not and exactly. what's legitimate what is good faith criticism what is bad faith criticism exactly because like even with me like I said something about Normani like it, I proper like no, when I, whenever I say BTS I use uh, I use the B uh, emoji you have to just use different use, things I use like, the emoji and then use honestly, the you have to but yeah they were like your mum should have swallowed you as a kid like, I was like oh shit okay this is what, this oh, yeah, is what I forgot, we're doing I right you were now. attacked by Stan and I was just like I've been attacked multiple times but it's like yeah it's crazy like like even yesterday, um, I wrote something about Normani. I was like, uh, about her performances. I was like, oh, is she lip syncing? Stands were covered in my mentions. Like, did, I was just like, this what is, is I, going I, I, on? I, was like, I don't have to talk like, about yeah. it. I don't have to. But you know what? This reminds me of just last story for me. This reminds me of. Um so Satya, so someone that we know, she tweeted about how Kehlani had a baby, basically. Oh, I remember this. And yeah. she, yeah. And she tweeted... Kehlani, she's pregnant. So, sorry, she's pregnant. <laughs> she's sorry. still pregnant. Yeah, yeah. she's still pregnant. Days so when up, Kehlani came up. out as pregnant, like just before that, um, Satya released a tweet saying... Um, Kehlani is born in 1995 and there was a picture of a guy closing a laptop like surprised and Stan Twitter literally came for her because they thought that she was basically saying that Kehlani was too young to be pregnant yeah and for like two days straight she was no she was getting attacked by more people than Stan Twitter for that I think there was definitely a Stan element where like oh we're just defending her but it's Mm. like it's quite obvious what she's saying is she's 25 she has all this money she's pregnant she can do what she wants and I'm here like yeah exactly but they didn't understand sort of the tweet but they didn't um, get the context, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, so stand culture, I think we've defined it now because a lot of people are like asking me like, what is stand culture and stuff like that. Yeah. But do you think, do you see it as an issue for like future generations? Do you, do you still think- want to get to the K-pop part or not? Pardon me? Do you want to get to the K-pop part of this or not? Because that's like... That's a whole different... That's a whole realm. another like, realm of standards. Uh, there's someone who I went to primary school with who's now a BTS super fan. Like, All right, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So it's older than me and it's like, it's it's, it's scary. Let's like, get into it. Okay, so um, let's get into I was into K-pop Twitter from like 2014 to 2016 or 17. So basically, it's like the same thing. You have accounts dedicated to them. You pay attention to them. But the difference is... I think um, because there's like a different element of it being like uh, Eastern, I feel like people are more of protective over any criticism because I've I've always seen people sort of just make those assumptions wherein you can't criticize them because XYZ is different. And I think there's two parts when it comes to K-pop stances, Western K-pop stands 
and then there's like Korean K-pop stands. Yeah. And the Korean K-pop stands are like complete. Like they, there's these stands called God. I'm gonna butcher this, but I think it's called. Oh God, I'm not even gonna bother. It's also nice. I will like you can Google it. It's basically like a Korean super fan. Um, and there have been actual laws placed because of them, because of what they've done. Uh, I remember one group got wiretapped. Uh, Sising. Yeah, Sising. One group got wiretapped. Their food got uh, poisoned with hot glue. Uh, somebody broke what? in. <laughs> somebody got, uh, threw something at them, broke their arm. Somebody uh, broke into their fave's hotel room, captured them, recorded them singing in the bathroom pictures um what the <laughs> fuck they, is going on they get what jobs, they get jobs at banks phone companies airplane lines in order to get their bank details their numbers in order to get on the same flights as them bts have had uh, samsung's on the same flight as them multiple times it's like a, a thing that happened it's very serious and i think people don't realize that that is where stan culture is going that's, go- that's we're not going careful. No, that's where no, it's going. I think that's where it's going. That's where it's going where it's in going. the Western world as well. Yeah. That's woo woo. That's I think scary. We're, we're on stage three right now, where people are attacking people. But when it gets to the point where they're like joining companies to get their information and stuff like that, I feel they like there hit. probably is some. No, but like on a mass scale. Yeah, no, but I feel like it. Yeah, yeah. there is yeah. some right no, now. No, I just feel, no. That's but then wild. even you have like uh, the. Bang Tang uh, thing was it Bang? No, 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 Big Bang. Big Bang. As well as yeah, Bang yeah. Tang, it's directly associated with BTS with that. One of the but, groups. Yeah. So one of the members, he basically got arrested on soliciting prostitution to rich men, um, and like even one of them, like they would take videos of girls like without their consent. Oh really? I think one man took a video of his wife and posted into a group chat without her consent. Yes. Oh. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Whole I saw that. thing. Um, and so he, his passport was taken away. He's not asked to leave the country. Right now, he's been charged with tax evasion as well because he's sending these girls to, like, Japan and he made, like, foreign money from it. Um, and, like, the fans are still defending him. They're like, oh, he did nothing. Oh, they, they made these stupid posts. It's like, BGS stand and please stand with the big bag stand. And everyone's like, no, we're not no. doing this. Okay. <laughs> You're not associating us with this. Oh, no. But, like, it's gone to that point where they can't believe that somebody that they care about can do something like unrealistic yeah. and it goes back to the R. Kelly Michael Jackson thing where you have these people and elevate them to like this high social status you can't see them as human anymore and like if you see someone as human you know they'll make mistakes yeah, yeah. they don't see them as human they see them as idol- idols gods mm. yeah like Infallible. Yeah. Infallible, yeah like literally but yeah I mean I hope it doesn't get to that point anytime soon in my lifetime where I see people oh do God, all no, of this I stuff. I really hope not. Um, but yeah, I guess that's Saseng. I guess that's how you say it. Yeah. yeah that's I remember one time incorrect. I watched this video because they have this, they, the way that Korea deals with celebrities is very strange to me. They have this thing where like fans have meet and greets and they give them gifts. And these girls will spend like hundreds and thousands of dollars just to give like them Gucci rings and oh, really? Cartier bracelets and everything. And this one girl sent it and I think the guy wasn't appreciative enough and she basically had a tantrum. She basically just started like flipping out. She's like, what? Oh, you're not appreciating me. I spent all this money. He's like, nobody asked you to spend Gu- that much money Honestly. on Gucci. <laughs> nobody asked you? You did that out of your own volition? Like... Yeah. <laughs> culturally stan culture is in a fucking weird place and i I don't know if i ever see it it, i think it needs i think it needs to stop being joked about because it's getting to the point now i think we need to have some kind of like clinic or like conversation with people that have stan issues 
will be added to the DSM, what which is the, the uh, called, I, I studied psychology for two years and I don't remember what it's called. What is it? But it's basically the manual for mental health, mental health. Um, diagnosis. The DSM-5 is the latest one. I feel like in the next edition it will be added because mm. I don't think there's any way that you cannot... I'm not saying that they're ten technically mentally ill, but I'm saying it's something that you need to look into mm. where there is something to be concerned by why this, why is there this many people mm. who are spending their days online being a social, like obsessed with one person? There's something going on there that you need to check. And I'm not saying that they have any other illness, but it needs to be checked out. Your mental health with. is suffering. Your mental Could health is suffering. Could it be reminiscent to, um, no, I'm not putting this on the disorder, but is it similar to multiple personality disorder? No, I wouldn't associate mm-hmm. with that. I no, would... but when I say similar, I mean in terms of it's like a virtual version of it. No, I couldn't, no, because I think that's a very specific, like, I think multiple personality, you're that personality online and offline. Oh, okay. Wouldn't just be online. Yeah. I think the thing is, it's just... Um, but that's why I said virtual, though. Yeah, but that's, I, I feel like it's dangerous to associate, associate them with any other diagnosis. Okay. Because it sort of just, like, says, oh, this is not real it's not realistic yeah, it's not i think own. it needs this very specific diagnosis i think it needs a specific disorder that people need to look, look into i think power social relationships are a thing in psychology already and mm. i think there just needs to be done, more research done okay. definitely in order to be like why is this happening why teenagers specifically yeah ending up spending this much time online obsessed with people and i think it just needs to be dealt with because like in 10 years time it's going to be a lot worse than it yeah. is because like even myself right I have people who message me in Courage Cat and they're like, oh, I stand you. Or they DM me and they're like, oh, you inspire me. I went to film school because you. I'm like, what? Why? I don't know you. But that's fine. No, no, no. But it's creepy because they have. It's the start they have, of something. It's the start of something yeah, because when you say you stand me, I'm like, I have a quote unquote brand, but I don't reveal that much information about myself, okay. like realistically. So the fact that you're saying you stand me or that you're obsessed with me, it's very concerning because like, I've never given you that much information about myself. Uh, I, have okay. kept, I have kept this barrier specifically mm. and you're passing through that as if you know me okay. and asking me very personal questions. And mm. it's, I'm not even that big on Twitter. Yeah. And there are people who are bigger and it happens to them as well. Yeah. So uh, it's like, okay. it's going past celebrity. Yeah, but when I said it's like fine, Jordan. when I said it was fine, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. For whatever reason. But when yeah. I said it was fine, I was talking about in relation to you inspiring someone to actually no, do I something. I don't mind if I can inspire somebody. If you're saying literally that like you're, you've done everything because of me, then that's an issue. That's, that's weird. Yeah. If you're telling me you've changed your entire like film school, like because why I don't know you like that. Like mm. I don't even feel that much about my own education. Okay? Yeah. for you to be doing that. Yeah. Like, it's very strange to me. It's weird. Okay. It's weird. And I think people think, like, um, I think we mentioned it earlier, they think they have access to people yes, online yes. as well, like, very easily. And then that's when this relationship starts to build. And it's like, no, like, because, there's like, levels to this shit. I get, like, like, there's levels. Uh, messages, people saying, you're like this, you're like that. And I show it to my friend. And they're like, I've known you for, like, because my uni friend, I've known you for, like, five months. And they're like, you're not nothing like what they say you are. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I know, because they don't know me. Mm. They just assume they do yeah. because of what I present online. Yeah. And it's just very odd that it's going past celebrity now to like small influences. Yeah, yeah it's micro true. Micro celeb. It's yeah. true. Micro yeah. influences, influences. Yeah, it's, it's scary. Scary like times you're living. People literally pay for his rent mm. through his Patreon. Who's this? A very, he's like a. A Twitter troll, quote unquote. Yeah. But he's like has this cult personality where people literally support him no matter what. And it's gone to a point where they will give him money on his Patreon for nothing. He does nothing. Yeah. And they literally pay his rent. Mm -hmm. Goals. Just like how R. Kelly's fans paid for his bail twice. Yeah. 
Pretty much. I mean, I'm not saying Joanne's bad as Kelly, but it's sort of the same. No, but there's thing. a there's yeah. a there's a similar tandem. There's similar thing. It's working in tandem. You don't know this person yet. You're giving all this money to them mm-hmm. for doing okay. nothing. And I've seen people do that multiple times. Like tweet out, oh, I need this. Oh, I need that. Insinuating that they need money, and then the Patreon link is like full of money. Like this, this is happening. It's mm-hmm. breeding this. It's I mean, I was thinking myself like thing, I have a Patreon for that. work and things, but I think most people have Patreon for like their writing for their yeah. like, radio shows. But then you have somebody who has it just so people can pay his rent. Yeah. And there are people who are doing it. That's really weird that these teenagers online are literally paying rent because you don't want to get a job. Hmm. <laughs> and, and the thing is, I've always thought, like, I've sure, I actually seen my discussions, that. like, with people just a couple of years younger than me, my cousins even, mm-hmm. like, I look at, like, it's, it's, it's scary to me. Like, and it's not scary in a way of I'm demeaning that gener- your generation, that yeah. generation. But it's just scary that they are so close to these artists now they are so close to the internet now they mm-hmm. are so close to etc etc and it's it's scary that some of them not my cousins and stuff but some of the relationships i've seen some of the kind of things on youtube i've even seen mm-hmm. it looks like they don't even have any relationships outside of that in the yeah. real world and yeah. their family and they're far removed yeah. from me well, like that kind of stuff it's, it really is scary and again me. that's probably why they end up in those positions because they don't have those relationships outside or can't form you gonna say, don't yeah. know how that, i was gonna say this but i forgot but thank you for reminding me but maybe this ties into like you know uh, um you know certain generations you know they played outside and went out and the parks and did things but as we've become so digitized and we do everything on mm-hmm. the internet so we become much more isolated even if you have friends in school but you spend a lot of time at home and when mm-hmm. you're at home you're on the internet you're deep diving into these communities you find online so that kind of fosters mm-hmm. yeah. and, and i'm not gonna say it's, in, uh, it's not bad all around because i remember like there are communities you can't find people like them online yeah, yeah, yeah they find them in real life and they find them online they're able to relate to these people mm-hmm. and so there are positive aspects of these communities definitely like if you like something that's very niche and you're not going to find anybody in your life who likes it you'll find somebody on twitter or Tumblr. definitely so i'm not saying it's completely bad but i'm saying we need to be weary of where it's heading yeah if it's weaponized and the barriers well. weaponized, yeah. your yeah. self-accountability checks yeah. those yeah. kind of things and like you know friends checking in and us just know, having the awareness it's, of what the level is when does yeah. it reach that point sort of, of like when we need to intervene how like they focus on cyberbullying and like realistically cyberbullying isn't that much of a thing mm. you should yeah. be focusing on how people use the internet yeah that actually yeah the different communities the different behaviors yeah. all of that kind of stuff yeah they're very primitive in school in mm-hmm. terms of what they know and to teach and stuff like that okay well okay we got there somehow but um yeah so that was everything for today guys was any did anyone have anything to add for the remainder of the episode any mm. shout outs for any projects, anything they want to talk about? Mm-mm. No. Nope. Well, I guess I'll go then. So, <laughs> Squat Studios, business. Uh, so, we released our app for um, recording studio owners to launch on our platform for people that are looking for recording studios. The app is out now, so just type in Squat Studios Business into the App Store and you'll be able to find us. So, this is mainly for studio owners. I just want to stress that. So, the user app isn't out yet and we're just working slowly through this. If you have any questions, email me at eden at squatstudios.com. But yeah, guys, we've been working on this for a while. So any feedback, anything whatsoever that you think we can improve, let us know. And that was the update that I had. If there's nothing else, I guess that's the end of the episode. We just want to thank Han for coming on. Thank, thank you, so you much. very much. Thank you for the information and the education and a lot of things that we've been questioning for a while. And the one-liners. Yeah, <laughs> K-pop Definitely. and everything. And yeah, that was Don't Let The Stands. Enjoy the rest of your week, guys. Cool.